Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the person. (laughs) Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? I don't understand how these documents ended up where they are. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how he was permitted to take them even to the residents, let alone to a country club in Florida. I think this should be taken really seriously. And it's not a joking matter. And it It, shouldn't be partisan. And it shouldn't be partisan because people literally die to get our government information. They go to prison. They get exiled. It's dangerous oftentimes. The idea that this would have been done, I hope everybody takes really seriously. It is not some casual, some, you know, throwaway. It's not like an overdue library No, not like an overdue library. (laughs) You know, I doubt it. You are fake news. Shut up, bitch. Very fake news. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so. I agree with that. I am not suicidal. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. In five, four, three. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. and I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Boy, I'm in a mood. <laughs> we'll just wait till we get into tonight's show. Lots of... Uh, white pills for you very encouraging that's why i'm in a mood a week of news the show Uh, content well at least we're not doing wall-to-wall coverage of the queen's death if you're looking for that you've come to the wrong place we won't be talking about that tonight other than extending our heartfelt condolences to Meghan markle the true victim in this entire situation because she's been momentarily removed from the spotlight that is until she comes from babylon b uh, that is uh, that is a variation of a Babylon Bee headline. I will admit plagiarism would be too strong of a word, but borrowing <laughs> it's some of light plagiarism. <laughs> How about this, though? She'll be back in the spotlight as soon as she comes out with her accusation that the queen's dying words were calling her the N word and the queen threw a cotton ball at her. That will be <laughs> that will be alleged as well. That one I didn't That's see. That's a mad original. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I also want to say happy 9-11 anniversary to all of our fellow terrorists out there. We are we're all basically the same as Al-Qaeda. This uh, at least implied by Chuck Todd and Kamala Harris this morning to mark the occasion on Meet the Press. Um, Back then, of course, 9-11-2001, it was foreign terrorists we had to worry about. Today, it's the quote unquote threat within, says Chuck Mm -hmm. Todd. Guess who that is? It's each and every one of us. 
So we'll talk about that. Plus, uh, all the various crimes in Memphis this week. Uh, they found Eliza Fletcher's body. A guy did a live stream shooting randos. There was another stream threatening to kill white people and more. That wasn't even all of it in Memphis. Plus, as we heard there in the intro, uh, Hillary lectures us all about the importance of classified information security. This right after OJ lectured us about knife safety. <laughs> Similar themes. Uh, later in the show, credit card companies are going to start tracking gun purchases. Might be wise to use cash so long as cash is allowed by the powers that be. Oh. And um, the hoax, hey, the, the, the BYU Duke volleyball N-word controversy that just won't die, even though it is confirmed, all but confirmed fake now by a BYU investigation. It's inspiring copycats, even more absurd claims of racial heckling at this time in multiple occasions in Texas, uh, high school volleyball games. Everyone's trying to fake the same thing that they did in Utah a couple weeks ago. Plus, uh, tonight's movie review is The Green Mile. So stick around for that. We will uh, catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company. Made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap straight to your door each month. So you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from our friends at Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristiansonmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners for listeners. Let's see. Uh, we don't have any community meetups this week, but we do have some community events and opportunities uh, for support to highlight. So, uh, of course, as we'll get to, uh, today is the 21st anniversary of 9-11, and uh, members of the Houston Lister Group participated in the 9-11 Heroes Run which is to honor those lost on 9-11 and members of the military lost since. Their team, uh, named Stunning and Based, is raising funds for the Travis Mannion Foundation, which supports veteran and military families. They are honoring Jason Walter, a veteran friend of theirs uh, that they lost to suicide. All donations will go toward that cause. They are tax deductible as well. The show has made a donation uh, as well. 
And if you're if you're curious, when I checked just before we went live, Stunning and Based is currently in fourth place in the Houston 911 Heroes Run fundraising standings. So perhaps we can improve that a bit. Uh, also, on Thursday night near Marietta, Georgia, two Cobb County Sheriff's deputies, Jonathan Koleski and Marshall Irvin Jr., were shot dead while attempting to serve an arrest warrant on a suspect wanted for theft. Listener Joshua wrote to me, and he's actually a friend and neighbor of Marshall Irvin Jr., one of the deputies killed. He says Irvin was a kind, gentle husband and father of two daughters. Irvin's children are very close with listener Joshua's children. Joshua is asking for support for the Cobb County Sheriff's Foundation, which, uh, which supports the families of those lost in the line of duty. The show has also made a contribution to that cause. Uh, both the Houston Group's 9-11 Heroes Run fundraiser and the fundraiser for the Cobb County Sheriff's Foundation are linked atop the description. And any support you may choose to offer is greatly appreciated. Uh, all the best and our condolences to all of those in uh, both of those situations. Well, uh, this morning, Joe Biden marked the 21st 9-11 anniversary with commentary about how we can't look back and we have to look forward to protect our democracy for the future. Here's a sample of what he said. It's not enough to gather and remember each September 11th, those we lost more than two decades ago, because on this day, it is not about the past. It's about the future. We have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to defend, preserve and protect our democracy. The very democracy that guarantees the rights of freedom that those terrorists on 9-11 sought to bury in the burning fire and smoke and ash. Well, I'm glad he clarified those terrorists on 9-11. Otherwise, I'd worry he's talking about us. And there are other really. indicators in addition to his speech uh, last week or the week before the dark Brandon speech that suggests he actually is uh, talking about us, at least implicitly. Um, because we, we can't just strip this of that that context. When he talks about the dangers to democracy, he is not ta- he's not just discussing foreign threats. He's talking about all of you people who dare question the 2020 election, you election deniers. Yeah. Uh, and even if you think that's an unfair leap from what Biden just said, again, I would reference the dark Brandon speech. But just this morning, Chuck Todd and Kamala Harris on Meet the Press, they don't seem to think that's uh, an unfair inference or leap. Uh, this morning, Chuck interviewed Kamala and said, back on 9-11, the threat was foreign terrorists. Now, the threat is domestic terrorists. Asked which one is worse, Kamala, uh, Kamala says, well, that's a very interesting question. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, yeah. attacking this country. We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Is the threat equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? That's an interesting question. Um, I have held many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president. And there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Hmm. Did you catch Chuck's question there? No. So... Is the is the threat within the domestic threat? Is it equal or greater than the foreign terrorist threat? Yeah. Of so why? That's a very leading question. Yeah. Why obviously. is less than not an yeah. option? 
So I don't know. I, this makes me kind of proud, doesn't it? Well, they're still poking with the stick. Come on, do a civil war, do a January yeah. 6th. We know you have it. And and notice Kamala's answer. Well, that's an interesting question. How is it really that difficult to answer at all? How is questioning an election or even if you want to take the worst things that happen on January 6th, the acts of vandalism, the acts of violence, I don't have to ignore those or excuse those. Take the worst violence of January 6th that you want. How is that worse than murdering 3000 people? Uh, in, in what world are those comparable scales? And uh, I, once again, I love that the, the constitutional defenders, uh, they, they suddenly become whenever it's needed or convenient. Which part does this administration defend? Considering the eviction moratorium was ruled unconstitutional, they didn't care. Considering they've tried to force you to uh, take the injection through mm -hmm. various means, some of which have been ruled unconstitutional, they didn't care. They're working with social media to censor you. They would love to take away all your guns. What, what part of the Constitution do they defend? And at what point in this sequence of constitutional violations, again, not just according to me, but according to the Supreme Court, do you become a constitutional betrayer? from whom uh, we must defend the document. That wonderful document is really serving to protect all of us from the tyranny of the federal government, isn't it? Well, there's nothing a piece of paper can do if we don't defend it. It defends us if we defend it. But yes. uh, that's <laughs> that's the trouble. And uh, <laughs> I, that's why they keep poking. That's why. Come on, come on. It's, uh, this, uh, the escalation continues from the great uniters. Uh, and, um, you know, just on a, a day that is this significant in American history to have people today who have questions about elections or people who even broke windows on January 6th, just to to put the memory of 9-11 in the context of their political needs, I think is uh, particularly outrageous. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's just par for the course for these people. I, I should mm. probably expect it. And God help you if you have any questions about 9-11, although they didn't address that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think those are banned, too. I don't think you're allowed to to ask any of those. No. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, even if you do have questions about those, uh, about what happened, 3000 people died, 3000 innocent people died. Unless we're going to unless we want to go beyond that and say they were crisis actors. I don't know. But no, I'm not there. OK, yet. so we're all right, we're believing the body count. But. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, anyway, before I get us into any trouble with Susan, I'll get us into trouble with other people because um, I don't know. I I, I hate to. Well, I, 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 I there is no way to qualify this. I just I have to I have to talk more about the uh, the Gavin stunt because we were duped by the original story. And last week, I, last week, I said, if Gavin comes out and explains himself, I'm, I'm reserving my reaction for that because. He apparently uh, faked an arrest on air, then disappeared for a while, and everyone was all pissed off. And I thought, maybe there's an explanation for this that I don't understand, so I'm going to wait for that. Well, he uh, did offer some explanation this week. Uh, he was on uh, Alex Stein's show, which I didn't know Alex Stein even had a show, but apparently he does. And uh, this was Gavin's response to those who did not take kindly to his fake arrest prank. People are your fans. People are worried about you. So people have concern. Yeah. You can act Welcome very aloof about life. it. But I'm people worried are worried about you because they like day. you. I got seven friends in jail. 
You were worried for a couple days. Welcome to my world. I'm in a constant state of worry. I got my entire family under siege. Do not project this like it's bad that people care about you. The fact that you have fans that care about you, do not make that some negative thing that now you're worried about other people. not negative. I don't care. I don't care if you're worried about me. That's not my concern. You understand? Like, you're not talking to a, a normal person here. I'm not a nice person. I ain't no nice guy, as Lemmy would say. And the fact that someone that I don't know experienced a few days of discomfort because of my um, artistic endeavors, my, my behavior, is all part of it. That's the beauty of these kind of things. There's several layers to this. Like, what I showed was that the piranhas are out there thirsting for my harm, thirsting for some kind of bad thing to happen to me. Well, that's not that's not what it showed. We were all genuinely worried and the implications uh, thereof, what it meant for people that had been dutifully following him for for years and years and had IRL meetups and things like that. People were worried about him. They were worried about themselves. You know what I hate the most about this is that, you know, he's like, well, this is how I feel all the time. So, um, you know, I've defended Gavin so much in the past. I've been listening to this podcast called The Sunshine Place. It's about this group, um, Synanon. It was basically like an AA-style cult. And the leader of it, uh, his wife died, and he was, like, really devastated. And so he made all of the members in the in the group get divorced from their spouses so that they felt the loss of the spouse and that they all felt like what he felt. Hmm. And when I heard Kevin say that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that reminds me. Like, he wanted people to feel the concern that he feels and the worry that he feels all the time. Hmm. And I'm like, I just don't, I just, I just cannot get behind that. I mean, th there were people like us that the, like I had legitimate concerns. Yeah. That I, the FBI was going to come <laughs> to my house. Yeah. Or that the FBI just came for his house. Some of it is uh, oriented for the self, but I, I was genuinely concerned for him too. And, and um, it, I take no joy in saying this because I admire Gavin. I think he's incredibly funny, funny off the cuff. He's yeah. someone I look up to just as an informer, entertainer, even thought leader. I I'm, I don't say any of this to try to inspire the mob to go after him or try to get him punished or something like that. But I hate I, I hate the reasoning presented here. I hate the stunt and I hate the reasoning. Yeah, you have friends wrongly in prison. That's exactly why people were so worried because it would be distressing for you to be wrongly in prison, too. And it was and if, so feasible, too. Yeah. Well, and if the proper conclusion is, who cares if you wrongly go to go to prison, then why am I supposed to care about your friends who are wrongly in prison? Mm. So if you say you don't care, uh, if people are worried about you, then why do the prank at all? It seems to me the punchline is that people cared and they shouldn't have. What's the point of the prank if not to laugh at the care that people had that turned out to be based on a on a false premise. And I, I just find everything he's saying so contradictory. I'm supposed to care that his family is under threat and his friends are in prison. And I do, but you're telling me not to, you're telling me you don't care if I care. That's no big deal. You're telling me not to. And now, now if it actually happens, I will care less, or at least I'll, I'll be skeptical because you've cried yeah. wolf. And I'll think instead, my God, I hope he's all right. I hope his family's okay. You've cried wolf. And now I'll say it's probably fake. And then if it turns out to be real, I'll say, well, he told me not to care. So I guess I don't. Yeah, I know. Um, again, I'm not trying to take the sword against him. I can take a joke, but I, I don't appreciate being told that I'm wrong for having concern um, or that I'm wrong to be concerned just on the principles involved here. I agree with him that the principles are important. 
that's why I care. He's simultaneously telling me this is very important. And also you shouldn't care about it. I just find the message to be incoherent. Yeah. So I know this is, ugh, I'm, I'm kind of crestfallen. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not a fan that said, you know, perhaps, uh, I, I, maybe he, maybe he changes his mind. Maybe he comes around. I don't know. But, for now, I'm not a fan of the way this developed. Well, I don't think that anybody was like, oh, Gavin's such a nice guy. Like, that's not the problem that people had with this. Yeah, Somebody it's... in the live chat just said, if um, if Matt and Blonde got arrested, I'd be real worried about, like, what I've said in Discord and the meetups I've gone to and stuff sure. like that. And it's like, well, yeah. And he has more of um, more largesse than we do. Yeah. Maybe um... more of a devoted following, although you guys are pretty loyal. <laughs> If we have to go to war, if this inspires a war with Gavin's fan base, I guess, you know, maybe we'll have some some backup. But again, that's not what I'm trying to pick. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be like, oh, what a piece of shit. I just I don't I just think the reasoning here is is totally incoherent. I don't understand what he means. So I don't think so either. I mean, I've I've heard some theories um, that maybe he's a fed and that's what this is about <laughs> i saw some replies on twitter that said this is just one federal agent talking to another i don't know if that's true but you could also people who don't like the the rebranded name of our show maybe that is the name i should have picked one federal agent talking to another we could have gone with that brand a little wordy yeah well uh hey speaking of the fed well actually this isn't the feds uh new york state officials went and got bannon again bannon has been charged uh, this has nothing to do with January 6th or any of that stuff. This has to do with uh, with his build the wall campaign, with him soliciting mm-hmm. donations to to build the wall. What's happening with Bannon? Um, yeah. OK, so you know how he was pardoned by Trump. So that obviously does nothing for state charges. So the uh, state of New York has brought um, a six count indictment against him for money laundering, conspiracy, scheming to defraud uh, for his role in we build the wall i think they collected 15 million and about 1 million has kind of gone missing he has two co-conspirators um i did a lot of research today on like where bannon said the money has gone Hmm. and i couldn't really find anything straight not to say that i think that he did this it's possible that the other two were skimming and then they didn't really have any um that there was no collective skimming that they like weren't, but, but who knows? I mean that the, the government can just throw anything at you that they want. But uh, he said, he made a statement. He said just days after being swatted three different times by deranged thugs from the New York city, um, from New York city inspired by the Biden admin to assassinate me by police. The Soros back DA has now decided to pursue phony charges against me 60 days before midterm elections because war room, his podcast is the major source of mega grassroots movement. So that's basically all I could find about um, his defense. He's like, this whole thing is bullshit. He's pleading not guilty. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt him, but uh, this will all come out in trial. So, yeah. Uh, Also notable that his, um, I was trying to find what exactly he said about the money as well. Uh, Did you find anything? Not specifically, um, but his, his, uh, one of his partners on this, Brian Colfage has already pled guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud in this case. so did the other guy. So the donations, this is what the prosecutors say. The donations were solicited with the promise of no personal enrichment or salary for mm-hmm. Colfage, who was managing the project, Bannon raising money for it. But it sounds like Colfage was really running the show. But prosecutors say uh, Colfage received hundreds of thousands of dollars in compensation through concealed payments. Uh, that, that's what they say. Uh, also, 
recall uh, Letitia James over in New York, the AG. <laughs> she was elected on, a, on the campaign promise to get Trump. And it's mm-hmm. reasonable to consider this an extension of that. Um, that I would say corruption of the justice system was baked into the entire cake of her election. Yeah. So I think that there are a few perfectly fair things to say about this. I, I think it's perfectly fair to say that this is a politically motivated prosecution, not by guessing or inferring, but because Letitia James and company have said that for years. Um, but I do think it's also fair to ask Bannon, where did the money go? Money go. Yeah. And unless both of us have missed something, I haven't seen a specific explanation for him. Now, there is potentially a good reason for that. He's perfectly entitled to exercise his Fifth Amendment rights and not speak publicly about this. And I'm not the most devoted listener to War Room. I don't. It's, it's like possible I've, that he said something that I just couldn't reproduce because I've so, never listened to his podcast. So I leave the door open to that. And if people have, if people are aware of a specific explanation of this, please send it my way because I, I would like to hear it. I'm not saying, oh man, he he definitely did what he's accused of. I am saying I just haven't seen his explanation that would specifically refute it so far. So uh, if you're interested in in hearing that, I'm sure he may speak about that soon uh, on his show as well. So that's kind of where I stand on this, like. Do I doubt that this is politically motivated? Not at all. They tell me it is. Does that ex- does that explain or excuse the fact that there appears to be a lot of money unexplained or missing or unaccounted for? That appears to be the case, and I, you know, I would need to see an explanation for what happened there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, investigations and uh, answers, I would like to receive. Wow, what a great transition! That's a legendary one. <laughs> In the history of all my best ones. Anyway, remember that time way back uh, when a landmark Supreme Court decision was leaked by an unknown insider and everybody just kind of forgot. I'll believe this when something comes out about it, but I'm still skeptical. Yeah. Well, uh, you might have thought even the investigators themselves forgot, which I kind of did. But according to Justice Neil Gorsuch, they have not. Gorsuch uh, Gorsuch said at a a conference in Colorado Springs on Thursday that he looks forward to seeing the report. Uh, Hopefully soon, this was Gorsuch's first public commentary since the release of the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe versus Wade. He says Chief Justice Roberts appointed an internal committee to oversee the leak investigation. That's news to me. At least I had not seen that claimed prior. Last I heard, it was the Supreme Court marshal who was running the investigation, though I suppose it could be both. It doesn't. That's not mutually exclusive necessary. Maybe the committee is run by the marshal. I don't know, but... uh, But again, um, as in earlier in the summer, the Supreme Court's public information office is officially saying nothing back in June. I I last looked at this in June or July. They wouldn't even confirm that the investigation was happening publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Gorsuch is doing that. But the uh, the office, the public information office at the Supreme Court did not request, uh, did not respond to a request for comment from the Mm. CNN reporting here. Uh, Once again, they're they're not even confirming that the investigation exists, but. Maybe Gorsuch knows something. He, uh, I, I guess I'm being too optimistic about this story because he says, I hope soon. Not it is soon. It's just, I hope soon. It's not going to happen. It was some I, staffer that doesn't work there anymore. Well, and that was the problem the last time I checked in on the story. A lot of the people who theoretically would have had access to this draft decision, they're gone. A lot of them yeah. are interns. A lot of them are clerks that... They don't there's nothing for them to do when the court is on summer break. So they go back to regular jobs and tracking those people down when they've gone across to when they've gone to various parts of the country. They've gone to vacation somewhere tropical 
in a foreign land or something like that. Uh, I, uh, I really hope we get to the bottom of this, but I'm not optimistic that we will. They could do it if they wanted to. All right. They're, they're uh, tracking people down that bought solvent traps like five <laughs> years ago. They can fucking figure it out. With the full force of the federal government, I have no doubt. However, the only pushback I would offer is that Roberts is such an institutionalist man that uh, that he, by all accounts, has refused uh, involvement of the other branches, as in Congress's involvement or the executive's involvement through the DOJ, FBI, whatever you want. So they have the Supreme Court marshal whose job is like, I don't know, managing the line to get into a Supreme Court hearing. This person is not a a digital investigator, right? This is not whatever. This pisses me off so much. Think about how we have mobilized all of the alphabet agencies for like so many retarded purposes. Yeah. All the hoax hates where the FBI has gotten involved to investigate some swastika and some. Like, hey, they actually did go after the uh, guy we'll get to in a minute who pledged he was going to shoot a white grandma just because he could. They actually got the FBI got that guy. Can you wow. believe it? Did they give him an award and then set him free? Uh, he he was known to law enforcement. I'm not sure if he's, if he's free yet or not. But yeah, I I take your point that if they could, they would. You have two factors. Number one, Robert's not wanting to break the norms of the separation of powers. Faggot, and yeah. And number two... Uh, highly likely politically motivated reasons, even if the DOJ could go after you think Merrick Garland wants to go, wants to go find who did this, assuming it is from the left wing of the court. And I know there are actually kind of plausible theories that maybe it came from the right wing of the court, but I, I I would still believe that it came from the, from the uh, Sotomayor wing. I think Sotomayor personally leaked. (laughs) That's, that's my theory. Uh, I just well, she's uh, yeah. too dumb to get somebody else to do it. If they if they wanted to, they could. That's the problem, though. They don't want to. Neither Chief Justice Roberts wants to, nor the DOJ wants to. I'm convinced of that. Well, uh, it turns out we're going to have something of a true crime show tonight because, uh, well, it was a week of just a string of brutal crime, much of it in Memphis, Tennessee, that will be of minimal political utility because of, uh, well, frankly, certain demographics involved. We won't hear calls for gun control. We won't hear about political solutions to this. A lot of these stories will just disappear, and some of them basically already have. But uh, we'll start with the case of Eliza Fletcher. Of course, this was the, um, as it was dubbed on the Wednesday show, another case of jogger on jogger crime is what happened with Eliza Fletcher. Kidnap- I shouldn't make jokes. This is horrible. Kidnapped and murdered wife, uh, mother, kindergarten teacher, Eliza Fletcher. Uh, This happened in the early morning of September 2nd near the University of Memphis campus. On Monday afternoon, her body was found in a dumpster outside of a vacant duplex in South Memphis, seven miles away from the abduction site. Uh, Her accused killer, I don't know how to pronounce this, Cleotha? Yeah, what a dumb name. Cleotha Abston was arrested the day prior. He has been charged with kidnapping and first-degree murder. He's also been charged uh, for tampering with evidence, as in trying to clean her blood and the rest of the mess out of his car. He's being held without bond. Coincidentally, Abston's brother was also arrested last weekend on unrelated drug and weapons possession charges. As far as how the abduction happened here, uh, Fletcher was out jogging. This was around 4.30 in the morning. She approached an SUV. Abston was in this SUV. He exited. He ran toward her. He forced her into the passenger side of the vehicle. And in case you have any doubt that he's the guy, 
Abstin's sandals were left behind at the scene and linked to Abstin by DNA testing. Abstin's cell phone data also placed him at the scene. Mm. As far as how she died specifically, I actually have not seen details. I'm not, I don't think they're out unless you've seen them. I but don't know. Uh, I'm sure she was raped and murdered in some horribly grotesque way. Is it, well, and uh, I guess uh, this, this particular uh, guy has, um, wait, 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 did I get his name wrong? Is it Henderson or Abstin? Why do I have Henderson? Uh, I think it is Henderson. Well, anyway, this guy has other charges related to sexual assault, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, you know, she was a shit lib, right? I, I did not see her politics, so I don't know. I heard this. I didn't actually see any evidence of it, so I might be wrong about this. But, you know, these people like it's the whole Molly Tibbetts thing. Do you think in their last moments when they're getting murdered by somebody when they're getting jogged to death that they're like, oh, wow, I was totally wrong about all of this i don't know i don't know what she said so i i would probably be unfair of me to assign commentary to her that i haven't just remarkable that things like this don't aren't changing people's mentality about about crime uh i i think uh i think they might (laughs) i think there are a lot of uh very real lessons being learned uh you know i i'm a i'm a peruser of uh daily mail comments because i think that they pretty accurately represent like um the boomer mentality uh-huh. and the top rated comments on the articles about her murder were, were like why on earth was she dressed like that <laughs> and going out for a jog at four or five in the morning i i do hate that i hate that we live in a world where that's true but there is there is truth to that i and the same same thing with molly Tibbetts. obviously certain locations are safer than others but when you are a single female running around uh, in oftentimes uh, skimpy clothing and you're totally unable to defend yourself usually because you're typically not carrying a weapon in a jogging situation though some people might you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position there's just no but arguing this is what i'm pointing that. out i'm not saying she deserves this of because course not. of her yeah. stupid belief system yeah but her stupid belief system led her to think that she was not as vulnerable as she actually is. And this is the the danger of leftism, especially for women. Hmm. It makes you think that you're powerful, that you can protect yourself, but really are all you are is is a is a victim in training, which is how they behave in other ways. It's it's like so preposterous. Like she was probably somebody that believed like, oh, like one in four women are are raped, but then she doesn't behave like society is dangerous. Hmm. Like why it doesn't square with me. I'm like, why why wouldn't you just not do stuff like this? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what Eliza Fletcher specifically believed or thought or didn't. But, yeah, I don't I don't doubt the the broad theme of of uh, the progressive mentality, if that is what's at play here. But um, and this fucking guy was a just a piece of well, shit. Wait, the only other thing I had to say about how she died specifically, and he is <laughs> he is a piece of shit. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I've not seen any reporting on the method, uh, how she was killed or when exactly she was killed. Investigators described Fletcher having serious injury in the car leaving the abduction scene as in blood that again was attempted to be cleaned later from the car so there must have been some kind of stabbing some kind of cutting immediately but Uh, she was raped for sure we don't know that although there are characteristics of the uh attacker at least his prior record that would suggest that's a very real possibility wasn't he charged with rape in in her case not in her case oh okay why why do okay hold on will you google this for me because now in my notes i have him listed as cleotha henderson is it abstin or henderson did i just get this yeah here it says henderson in the new york times reporting it says uh abstin 
Okay. What am I, I missing? See Cleotha Henderson and I see Cleotha Abstin on some. Oh, well, Cleotha Henderson, formerly known as Cleotha Abstin. Oh, okay. So okay, that's yes, that's why. They're so they're right. the same person. I just wanted to clarify. And so, a lot of people say Cleotha Abstin Henderson. I'm just going to say Cleotha since it's such a beautiful name. Lovely. Well, this will this will answer your questions. Uh, on Friday, accused killer Cleotha is now facing two more charges unrelated to the Fletcher murder. He's charged with an additional count of kidnapping and rape, as well as a weapons charge in a completely different case. Now, these charges Holy are shit. related to a sexual assault report made on September 21st of last year, 2021. A sexual assault kit in that case was submitted to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation on September 23rd last year, 2021. So why did it take so long? Well, according to investigators, the uh, DNA hit on Henderson or Cleotha wasn't received until after his DNA was collected in the Fletcher case. It was the DNA collection in this case that, that matched, him matched the with the prior rape kit, which I'm a bit unclear about. Like if they couldn't match Damn. his DNA in the prior case. How did they match it in this case? I guess maybe they found him through this, the the cell phone data or they found him through another means and matched that, it that well, way. Well, that chick that got raped, she's so lucky that she didn't get murdered. Well, and uh, yeah, I don't know what, what the status with her is. I, I didn't even see an identity in here unless I missed it. But in any, whatever happened, yeah, a, a, a rapist was out patrolling the streets for more rape for a year, completely undiscovered by law enforcement. Now, I'm going to guess that Cleotha didn't just uh, take the year off after a successful outing back in September of last year. I'm going to guess that he's been out doing this sort of patrolling, uh, whether or not he actually abducted someone or not in the meantime, but I'm going to guess he's done so, at least some scouting for exactly this sort of event during the yeah. last year. Um, he served 20 years of a 24 year sentence in state prison after the May 2000 abduction and robbery of an attorney, Kemper Durand. Um, he never was granted parole and his sentencing documents noted that the court ordered him to serve a hundred percent of his 24 year sentence due to his violent criminal past. Um, so he should have been in jail. Hmm. Okay. So he, he was out, he was out four years early. When did he get out? Uh, it would have been 2020. Okay. He served 20 years after a 20, a 2000. Yeah. When everybody got out 2020, yeah. the great exodus from prison because of was coronavirus. this COVID related. I don't know. Maybe the, oh the timeline appears to line up. Um, his juvenile rap sheet uh, already had five charges of aggravated assault, a rape charge when he was 14, wait, 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 right wait. after he turned 14. And now this doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. He, he served 20 years for robbery of an attorney, but they couldn't match a rape kit from him a year after he was out of prison after serving 20 years. Yeah. That I don't know what the protocol is, but that seems uh, like a missed opportunity. That seems yeah. like there should be a uh, standard practice for that sort of thing. Did you hear what I just said? A, a rape charge right after he turned 14. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just there's so many. 14. I'm trying to process all the red flags that are waving in my face right here. Uh, gun uh, gunpoint kidnapping of Durand. And he was only 16 when that happened. And then he, five oh, aggra- God, okay. Yeah, five aggravated assault charges between September 97 and October 99. Seven theft, uh, theft cases uh, between 95 and 99. And additional charges of evading arrest and trespassing. Uh, he was just jogging. It's fine. Um, he was first incarcerated as a juvenile in 97 after his fourth offense. At 38, Henderson had spent more than half of his life in a Tennessee prison. Hmm. And if he had not been released early... He would have been behind bars on the day police allege he abducted and killed Eliza Fletcher. So he was ordered to spend 100% of his 24-year sentence due to his violent criminal past. He was not paroled 
but he was he did leave jail somehow at, had, in 2020. It had to be COVID related. It, it must have been. I, I, I'm going to see if I can figure out the specifics on that. But that's the only thing that makes sense. If there was an order in place that he's not going to be parole eligible. It wasn't parole, apparently. What was yeah. it? What was it? Oh, I guess uh, Dude. If, if anybody knows, go ahead and let us know uh, in the chat or send me an email. I'd be curious to know. That was just uh, the first case because uh, Eliza Fletcher's body was found on Monday. By Wednesday, there was a guy live streaming a shooting spree around the city. This was Ezekiel Kelly, a 19-year-old in Memphis. On Wednesday, Kelly drove around the city shooting random people for about two and a half hours. And he committed, I wrote in the notes, a carjacking. I think it was multiple, actually. There was more than one carjacking. One of them was fatal. He shot seven people. I've seen reporting that that says he killed four or th- three, I'm not clear on how many he killed because not everybody has been identified, at least as far as I've seen. But he did leave one in critical condition as well. He's currently been charged in only one of the killings, though that will change. He already faces life in prison or uh, the death penalty potentially as well. Video of the shooting did circulate online. Most of it has been scrubbed from your major social media platforms. Of course, Susan would never let me show you that footage and I wouldn't play it even if I could. Probably not for the best. I did see one clip. And it's the one where he's just walking into an auto zone. He does. He opens the door. He pulls out a handgun and he just shoots a guy in what looks like the face. But I don't. The footage is sort of hard to tell. He shoots a guy at a range of probably 10 feet or something like that. Just as fast as you can possibly imagine. Did you see any of the footage before it was scrubbed? Yeah, I could not. Well, yes, I could. I was like, this is totally believable. I was going to say I couldn't believe what was happening, but But, I can. uh, Not that I would advise. Well, I suppose it, graphic. I suppose it wasn't as graphic as some things I've seen, but the crazy thing about the particular clip that I saw, it just goes to show how fast someone can confront you with a lethal threat at random. Mm-hmm. And of all the lessons we'll learn here uh, about your own personal self-defense strategy, I think that's a consideration. You know, it's like when someone decides that it's that they want to attack you with lethal force, it's usually not a... Uh, a 10 minute conversation beforehand about how exactly they're going to do it. It is a split second type thing. I could not, uh, the, the, the viciousness of the crime is shocking, but the speed with which it happened to a person who was completely unsuspecting, just, it goes to show that, that all of us ought to have a plan to respond on behalf of ourselves and our family on a moment's notice. Um, but, Uh, he was eventually captured after a high speed chase with police. He's currently being held without bond. In both a photo of his arrest, uh, at his arrest, and in his booking photo, he's just grinning happily. I don't know if he has any kind of mental health conditions or if he's just if he's just a happy guy. But uh, in both photos, ear-to-ear grin, Andy No gathered some of uh, Kelly's Facebook photos before that account was scrubbed. Excuse me. And uh, he is posing with... Uh, with cash and handguns. Maybe this is his Corona check haul. Maybe oh, he, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's got a lot of 20s and what looks like a couple clocks. Uh, now, as far as the victims, there doesn't appear to be uh, a racial motive necessarily. At least one of his first victim was black. Uh, Dwayne Tunstall was a childhood friend of Kelly's. He was the first victim killed. Allison Parker was I believe the second one killed or at least after Tunstall. She was a mom and a nurse who was shot dead in front of her daughter during Kelly's carjacking. She had three kids. 
I don't know their exact ages. I gather that one is 20, I think I saw. So I think the kids are late teens, early 20s. Okay. We're not talking super young. Not that it makes it better, but just, you know, to give as much detail as possible. The family just lost their father two years ago. So this family is, uh, is yeah, having a very rough couple of years. Apparently, Kelly crashed his car or pretended to crash his car. And Parker tried to help. So if I understand correctly... He was roadside acting like he needed assistance. She was driving, stopped to help him. And he instead he shot her and took her car. He carjacked this woman and killed her. Why would you ever help somebody in that situation? Well, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> it, 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 again, it's a situation where it absolutely sucks to think, is this just a situation where someone's going to shoot me dead, kill me in cold blood in front of my daughter for the crime of trying to be a, a helpful neighbor? It's like. I don't want a society in which we all have to be so skeptical of each other that we can't help each other roadside. But my God, what do you like? If you're asking well, this is me a low trust society, we should behave yeah. accordingly. Well, and if you're in that situation, it's like if I'm in a situation where I have to weigh protecting my family against help of an unknown person, I mean, I would like to be as helpful of a citizen as I can, but if we're going to have this society where I know that that carries the inherent risk of somebody shooting me dead and making my family fatherless, it's not a difficult calculation, uh, but damn, it, it sucks. This guy also has a sterling criminal history. This motherfucker. <laughs> the only other, the only other thing I uh, wanted to say: police originally said seventeen-year-old Corteria Cort- Wright was, who's also black, was shot and killed by Kelly, but they later issued a, correct- a correction saying she was shot in a different incident. So he killed three. I'm unclear on exactly how many he killed. There, as far as I can tell, there's still one person unidentified. And then the person he shot at the auto zone, who I was talking about, just walking in the store and shooting a person at basically point blank. Um, that person is unidentified, but but reports say he's a man in critical condition now. So he survived or at least hasn't died uh, yet. As far as I've seen, you know, he's not doing particularly well, but he has survived thus far. Uh, yeah. But to your point, uh, also known to police was Ezekiel Kelly in his brief 19 years. I'd say fewer crimes than the previous guys, but arguably hmm. worse. Um, he was also released from prison earlier after a 2020 shooting. Ah, 2020. Well, those everyone knows those are mulligans. So you get a free shooting in 2020. <laughs> Charged with attempted first degree murder, was able to plead guilty to a downgraded aggravated assault charge in April 2021. He received a three month prison sentence, but was released in March after serving a three year prison sentence. Right. Oh, did I say three months? Sorry. Three year after serving just 11 months. Thanks for correcting me. And his prior criminal record also includes allegations of aggravated assault, additional aggravated assault, reckless endangerment and multiple firearms charges. Okay. once again. Man known to law enforcement, prior convictions. 11 months for first attempted first degree murder. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's but like that, Derek Chauvin. Uh, uh, yes. It's crucial that he spends decades in prison. How are yeah. people just not just not stewing in their own juice? Just irate over every crime like this. Uh, I, th- I think they probably are. I think people just feel uh, helpless, I suppose. But people like but, Kyle Rittenhouse, they're the real threat on the although, street. Although, you know, uh, I saw a great tweet this weekend about <laughs> the poster of the tweet saying, I've changed my mind, send him to prison. And it was about <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, Kyle's a young man. Okay. I understand. I did similar things when I was a young man. I'm not talking about the event in Kenosha. I did not do similar things to that. 
But apparently Kyle has attracted the attention of a young lady by the looks of these videos that have been posted. And this young lady thinks it would be a good idea for the two of them to do lip syncing performances of what sounds like high school musical or something like that. Oh, girl. And so Kyle and his female company have been posting these lip synced music videos that are uh, atrociously cringe. And uh, well, he's dude's got to get laid. He has more hurdles to jump through or maybe fewer hurdles to jump through. (laughs) Well, I don't know how this is going to work out for his pain, but uh, Kyle is under no obligation to listen to my advice. But if he was so inclined, if he wanted that, I would say any woman who makes you post lip synced music videos to social media as a condition for her company, uh, you just move right along that that one. You write that one off. There are better opportunities ahead of you. Yeah. Anyway, how do we get on? Uh, I, I, oh, everyone's going to become Kyle Ritten. I don't even know how we got on to Kyle Ritten. There, there's a lot I of. I mentioned him casually, but you had a lot of things locked. Well, I just it. You know, it's like it's it's in ways it's kind of like the Gavin thing. It's like <laughs> people you hold in high regard suddenly failing you. Uh, or maybe they're nothing alike. Is that a terrible comparison? Uh, maybe that's the dumbest thing I've ever said. Anyway. At least I haven't said this. At least I've never threatened on social media to shoot a white hoe. At least not yet. Maybe that's how I'll get my You hippies. haven't? No. Although you can threaten to shoot a white hoe, I think. Well, maybe not. This guy got busted for it. Anyway, in, in Memphis on Thursday, Memphis police put out an alert to watch out for two suspects making threats on a, another social media live stream. These two claimed that one of them had already shot a white old man. As far as I'm aware, that didn't happen, but they were trying to get, I guess... Uh, Street cred in their live stream, something like that. One of them said he's fixing to shoot a white hoe with her grandkids in the car. The streamer pledged to go Zeke mode, a reference to the shooting spree of Ezekiel Kelly just the day prior. You may need the translation services from Airplane to understand this one, but uh, here goes. Let me take this shit back to Raceville. I'm going to go ahead and go Zeke mode. I'm going to wipe you. I get any white hoe on the side of me, don't get popped. Like, oh, you he out here yeah. shot a white hoe, man. I'm finna shoot a white hoe later, shit. No, While our grandkids are cops. What? I should have done the airplane style translation. There are many people of, of pale complexion in my immediate surroundings, and I do not take kindly <laughs> to them. Yeah, really. I think I will try extinguishing them by means of firearm. Anyway. Uh, this is what I said about uh, the FBI actually doing something. Apparently, the FBI and Homeland Security, in between all their more pressing needs of tracking down the grandmas from January 6th, I'm surprised the FBI didn't recruit this guy. Hey, you want to shoot some grandmas? We got a lot of grandmas to round up. Why don't you join us? Instead, the is FBI. Is that what he said? I don't even. I don't. Even he said, know. "I'm going to shoot a white grandma in her car with her grandkids." He said all that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's really specific. But the FBI uh, arrested Reginald James Williams on Friday. He is also, again, previously known to law enforcement. He's a five-time repeat arrestee. He's facing felony charges related to terrorism for this incident. He turned 19 on Friday. Yeah, I like it. They're actually doing something about this. That guy has the whitest name I've ever heard. Reginald. And the blackest voice. Yeah, I don't know a lot of... Reginald James Williams... I don't know a lot of Reginalds. In fact, that sounds like a kind of a grandpa name. Maybe that's why he's so uh, interested in grandpas and grandmas. I don't know. 
<laughs> an old soul. That's who Reginald is. He's an old, an old soul with a vengeful spirit. And Memphis still is not done. We have uh, this case, this other case at Target. This week, police arrested one of two suspects suspects in the kidnapping of a mother and her one-year-old son outside of Memphis Target. Will Hayes, charged with robbery, kidnapping, and a weapons charge, he and his accomplice forced the woman and child into their car on August 31st. They forced her to, uh, to or they drove her by force to a nearby bank and withdrew $800 from the ATM on her account. They then released her back at Target. Likewise, Hayes is previously known to law enforcement, previously arrested for theft, vandalism, and credit card fraud. Now, in case you can't tell here again, there's a theme of the justice system not taking these people off the streets. I think is that, that the theme here? Well, there there are other uh, themes people people might draw as well. Uh, but I, I think the the big takeaway is to uh, to adjust your self defense defense plan accordingly, because it doesn't seem like uh, there's any intent to do that. And yeah, uh, I don't think these people are like super proficient in firearms usage. Well, uh, if you get as close as Mr. Kelly did at the AutoZone, you don't necessarily have to be that proficient. And yeah, that's uh, true. But like one well-trained white guy could probably take care of this. These people are they'd be shooting sideways and shit. Well, if I if I had to take Kyle with the AR against uh, Reginald with whatever. Every time. Every <laughs> I'm time. taking Kyle. I'll, I'll grant that. Now, will this get any better in uh, in Memphis? Probably not. I was curious about the D.A. Uh they just elected a new one in Shelby County, Tennessee. His name's Steve Mulroy. He's a progressive law professor from the University of Memphis, sworn in on August 31st. They he he ousted incumbent DA. Uh, what's what's her name? Amy. Is it Amy? Yeah, it's Amy Weirich or Weirich, uh, a Republican. So likely uh, not going to improve there. Uh, he did run on something of a criminal justice reform platform. I, I gather. I'm not sure if he has the. Uh, the, the common Soros connections or not, but uh, but his philosophy seems like it will lend itself to more of this, not less of this. Let's see. Um, before we get to the break, <laughs> that's just Memphis because not to be outdone, California is like, okay, I, I see your nice little crime spree, spree that you have going on there. If you think that's brutal, uh, San Carlos, California will see your live stream shootings and raise you a beheading and not just any beheading. Oh, a public yeah. beheading on the sidewalk witnessed yeah, by several yeah, yeah. people. I could not find video of it, although I don't really know why I wanted to watch this. Um, but when I heard this, I immediately I just heard like, oh, California beheading. And I was like, Muslim. No, Mexican guy. So there's like a there's an M13 Taliban crossover going on. Yet he used a samurai sword. So really the diversity that all of us wanted in this country um yeah, yeah mexicans taking execution tactics from muslims using the weapons of the japanese mexican cartels versus uh islamic jihadi that yeah that would be a battle i want to i would i will watch that one from afar i don't want to be anywhere close to that man i don't want to keep talking about how people that are the victims of horrific murders like maybe had it coming a little bit but like this story <laughs> she didn't deserve it but yeah. she clearly had it. Like, what What are you doing, bitch? Her 27-year-old Karina Castro. She had two kids, seven-year-old and one-year-old. Seven-year-old, some other Mexican dude. The one-year-old with this fucking crazy guy. Oh, he uh, is di- the father. He's the father of okay. the one-year-old, not the seven-year-old. Diagnosed schizophrenic. Bunch of priors. The day before, she had a restraining order against him. He was always beating the crap out of her. She was doing crazy stuff. Um, 
and they had been fighting all week. And so all these Snapchats came out, you know, where um, she is uh, she, I, she was saying that she was going to like tell everybody about some really bad prior arrest that he had before. Um, it was a, a rape on a minor. She's like, I'm going to tell everybody you're a pedophile, you fucking dick. And then he's wow. like, I'm going to kill you. And then he told her to fuck around and find out. And then he, uh, he chopped her head off. I did not hear the F around and find out uh, quote was a part of this. He, he also called her snitch lips. Snitch lips. Okay. Here is uh, some commentary from neighbors on this story. What the 27 year old Karina Castro. Now, hold on, hold on. We'll 27 year old Karina Castro, who neighbors say had a volatile relationship with the man, now accused of beheading her yesterday, Jose Londiado Solano. Investigators believe it began with the couple fighting inside her apartment yesterday morning around 10 30. That fight then spilled outside, and that's where they say Solano used what sources are describing as a samurai sword to kill her, all in front of three women passing by, while neighbors were quick to respond to the commotion. Another neighbor, who says police were often at the home because of the couple's fights, recalled hearing Carino Castro talk about being scared of Solano. Also, the night before, she was pacing back and forth in front of the house, like just the night before, and I kind of heard she was talking real loud on her phone, and she said, feels like I got a target on my back. This is, this is so preventable. It's like some single mom had to get that criminal D because she's like a horny slut, and then she gets pregnant and then they have this contentious relationship and, you know, she fucked around and found out. So I don't know I what guess. to say here. I can't believe the restraining order didn't work. Yeah, really. It's like women just do not seem to realize how important it is to not bang the wrong dudes. Hmm. Like you bang the wrong dude, you're going to get murdered. Murdered. Good advice. What are you doing? Like, why would she do this? This dude was clearly insane, literally. And he had a bunch of priors and she knew all of this before they had a kid together. A kid. Hmm. Good Lord. Well, yeah, that's going to be uh, obviously uh, what happened to her is horrific. But for that one year old child to grow up and learn this information. Uh, good luck. Godspeed to that child. Yeah. And what about those kids? Like they're going to turn out to be really well-rounded individuals yeah. that are contributing to society. And stuff. a lot of hurdles. This, this multi-generational thing that our country has to deal with. It's, it's just infuriating. This, this infuriates me. It should. Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely should. In, uh, Mostly because we have to deal with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, these are threats in your community that are creating more than likely additional threats in the future. Yeah. I reiterate, uh, she did not deserve this. Well, I can't believe you are. I can't believe you're cucking on that. That's unbelievable. She did make a series of decisions that clearly led to something like this happening. But did she deserve it? Does anybody truly deserve this? No. No, she deserved a, uh, again, I'll reference the movie Airplane. She deserved the shaking, the shaking of the crazy woman. She what are you not, doing? You're she being insane. Not, she did yeah. not deserve the beheading. Well, maybe <sighs> we need a more wholesome demonstration of California charm after that one. Viral video this week showed uh, San Francisco's famous hobos. Yes, they're more famous than the trolleys or the rice aroni itself. San Francisco, a viral video this week of, um, I guess, hobos on the sidewalk fighting for scraps. Thank <laughs> you. 
Watch out, the cops are coming. Uh, so- Greatest country in the world, right here. <laughs> We're a fucking joke. Well, joke sa- of a country. Says the man who posted the video. This is not a joke at all. He says, I love the smell of crack and poop. Beautiful San Francisco. And did it's you like know that in Seattle? It's like that in LA. It's not, it's not just San Francisco. Well, if, um, if sports are ruined by all the social justice and all the progressive politics, can we have hobo fights as a spectator sport? Can God, we salvage? This is so bad. This yeah. is so bad. This is, this is the United States of America. Every American city looks like this. And people uh, yeah. are just going to keep telling me that things are going fine because unemployment's down or some shit. It's, this is so outrageous. Like this is we are watching this this country slowly descend into third world chaos. And I always thought there was going to be some cataclysmic event or that society would collapse in some profound, acute way. But it's really just going to be a slow burn until we live in fucking Bangladesh. <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. I wish I could deny the trajectory. I cannot. What a joke we are. The fact that we are on the world stage trying to dictate our beliefs to other countries is fucking hilarious. Well, I got to give credit to the guy who scooped some shoes into his bag during that chaos. That was <laughs> smart. Did? I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he grabbed someone's shoes, put them in a garbage bag, and he got the hell out of there. That is a resourceful oh. hobo. I like that. That guy, he's the one showing initiative. All right, last one. Not to be outdone. There was a viral video from across the bay over in Oakland this week as well. A man was driving in the east part of the city. He had a green light, but a man driving a white pickup went through the intersection anyway across him. So the guy driving who had the green light honked at the guy who blew the red light and the other driver stopped, blocked the intersection, got out of the car with a gun, pointed it and took a shot at the man as he drove away. That sounds like Wisconsin. Come on. That sounds like Judge Schrader from the Rittenhouse case. Don't get brazen with me. You know, we deserve all of this. Jesus, we deserve all of it. Uh, Now, some people had speculated that was an attempted gang hit or something. Apparently not. According to the reporting on the story, there isn't a connection. Rage. Yeah, there isn't a connection between the driver and the shooter. The The driver's remaining anonymous. He did file a police report. Oakland police confirm The man says he won't be honking in Oakland again. That's the Oakland spirit. Let the criminals rule and obey what they dictate. Uh, And actually, I looked at the map. This was immediately nearby where I used to work. It's right by the Oakland Coliseum. So my decision to say no thank you and get the hell out of there looks like a, a smart one in retrospect. Oh, my God. The news this week, it's just... It's, it's just a, 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 it's a highlight of America's decline. That's that's why today was so depressing. Well, what do you mean? We have uh, compelling leaders like Hillary Clinton to get us out of this. Just wait. We have to talk about that, but we are due for a break. What are we going to do, man? Uh, we're going to build our families and we're going to buy silver and we're going to stock non-perishable food items. And we're going to we're going to do the best we can. That's what we're going to do. That's true. That's true, but there's no resurrecting constitutional values in a country like this. Like, like how how are we going to go about l- building a functional society? Oh, there because there this, always is. It's just not it's not clean. It's not easy. But but we always... we can't we're we're totally stopped from organizing. Like in the founders' days, they could they could openly form militias and shit, and nobody would stop them. 
I don't think that they anticipated a time when we would be so heavily regulated that we would never be able to organize in a meaningful way. And without that, we're powerless to the whims of the tyrannical federal government and so state government for that matter. Well, that that would be the only mechanism as we've as we've referenced a few times is uh is a coalition of states is is pool yeah. we actually we as states we do have the power. I mean we have the massive people, we have the resources, we have the federal government can't manage or control us all without our assistance in that, but they um, can prevent us from organizing at a local level though. Yeah, unless Look, we unless we all terrorists. do it, but for all of us to do something requires at some level uh, our organization. Point yeah. point granted, it's we very can't difficult even to talk. do. We can't even have this conversation. We right have now. to do it through coded Susan language, but <laughs> that sounds bad. I'm not trying to do some plot. What I'm talking about is plotting to be left alone by these sick people. That's that's what I'm plotting. But that was the dream of. All the places where that sort of fell apart. If you if you dare imagine a world in which you could be left alone by these sick people, they come for you. That's been demonstrated you know, several times. I'll, I'll be quick about this because we're behind on time. But do you know the saga of the smart the world the world's smartest man? He has the highest um, registered IQ in the history of mankind. He's I do not. Man. I don't even know who he is. His IQ is two hundred, and hmm. he's a bartender. I can't remember his name. I just learned about this guy. But he openly advocates for um, the execution uh, of anybody that supported open borders in the United States that's in the federal government. Wow. Tre for treason. But they haven't busted him up for that? He's the smartest man in the world. <laughs> we need him to 10 bar. He makes um, great mixed drinks. Yeah, but but like it, it's it's like the problem that we're having with people are the people with the 100, the 90 to 110 IQs that like think that they are smarter than everybody else. And the people dumber than that know that they don't know anything. And people smarter than that can see that this is what's happening to the country and the yeah. world. Um, but we have this group of leftists that like it, they're Im impermeable. Like they, they can't, I can't, I can't reach them. And then constitutional conservatives, which are basically the same thing. <laughs> Fuck those guys. On Seriously. Behalf, on behalf of all. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, we are behind on time. So I, I will take your point And Christopher I will, Langan. That's right. I'll have to look him up. Uh, uh Let's, Eric let's, Marsh. Yeah, let's get into the chat. Wiki Wiki claims to support free speech, but lately I have to edit almost every message before I can send them. I want to super chat offensively, Susan. Yeah, Susan Wiki Wiki is a famous Susan bitch. A famous what? Bitch. <laughs> oh. Wicked masshole. Chris got wrecked by Trump, endorsed a uh, deal. Deal? Dial? Deal? He'll back a red state rhino for an unelected, unelectable blue state firebrand. Or an unelectable, blue, am I illiterate? Blue state firebrand for a better primary endorsement win rate. This selfishly weakens us all in the long run. To be fair, I have a migraine right now, and like staring into the bright computer screen is making me want to saw my own head you, off. You sound like me trying to read Tippy Stream. I think he's talking about the the Massachusetts governor's race. That must be what he's talking. I don't about. know anything um, about these candidates, so I can't really opine. But thank you, Mister Masshole. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, Memphis, a city about six hundred twenty-five thousand people. Already has 300 murders. Well, here in Omaha, 500,000 people. Our murder rate is in the 30s. How much is a weak on crime Soros funded DA to blame? Um, Considerably. But I think a lot of this is just they're just social problems that are derived of a low trust society where nobody gives a shit about their neighbor because we have nothing in common. There's only one solution, and that's to pay more taxes. Get um, out. Oh, he's a farmer, not a bartender. I fucked this story. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. 
Um, can, can you read some of these? That's I'm fine. like blind. Uh, Ibot PN, no note. Thank you for your support. Let me see. I got to refresh. Not be so it might take me a moment here. Let's see. Uh, Nicholas H says, uh, why do you guys think Google still allows the term? I can I, I don't know what the reference is, so I'll be careful here. Oh yeah. There's a Google search for the term dancing Israelis to show the relevant search results. I don't is know. There? I don't know what that is or means. You don't know anything about the dancing Israelis. I don't I can't talk about it. Okay, I guess I could search Google for it right now. Okay, oh. so I had to turn. I dimmed my lights. Am I getting this like strobing effect on your end? Mm, hard to tell. A little bit, yeah. Is it going to bother anybody? Uh, it's. I mean, I wouldn't call it ideal, but it's not the worst thing ever. I don't know. I'll, I'll defer to the chat. Do you guys want Blonde to fry in her own lights, or you know, to voice your opinion now, and she must obey. Anyway, this is some uh, 9-11 stuff. That's what that's about. Watermelon says, conspiracy theorists saying Bush uh, did 9-11 shows a lack of respect for the agency of Muslim immigrants. Ah, <laughs> that's a fair point. Thank you for being thoughtful. Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Um, yeah, what, what? I, I always ask whenever he references them, I what, doubt it. what the hell's going on with their trial? And I never have an answer. So that's that's on me. I need to follow it closer. Injured Guardian says, blonde... Uh, or blonde boatswain is an important job and it's pronounced bosun by the way matt and i once made a profit by sharing excellent passive income strategies well that'd be great if you have those. i I don't recall the sharing so if you have those i'd like to hear them i don't even remember the reference though what's bosun uh it's his it was his name right i, I can't it's remember. somebody's name on here oh john smith says uh happy 9-11 everyone <laughs> first time i've been able to catch the show live and i miss it so much hope your families are doing well also y'all should definitely get actual justice warrior on he's great didn't he do a show oh on yeah he, i did sh- a show with him he's okay. so great yeah he used to be a libertarian but i can see him coming around happy 9 11 all right happy 9 11 i guess we're going with that <laughs> phil says one of the victims of the recent memphis <clears throat> event the the recent memphis Phil makes a zoological reference that I am not going to repeat (laughs) was a was a white mother named Allison Parker. She stopped to help this particular criminal that she thought was in distress and he killed her for it. I'm once again asking for folks to quit trying to (laughs) what say it. Uh, He just said he wrote hard R, but he. I mean, he literally wrote H-A-R-D-R. Okay, fair enough. But why did she stop? Didn't she have a kid in the car, too? Well, I think the kid in the car was, uh, if I read correctly, was 20 years old. So uh, an adult, an adult daughter. But that, you know, that doesn't make it better. I'm not saying that. But I think I'm just separating that from, say, if she had an infant or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I I hate ripping on someone for having a, a... a good neighborly spirit and trying to help somebody. Why? Where's your sense of self-preservation? I just hate that those, and I know this is the world that you want, not the world that is, but man, does it suck that those are competing values. I don't blame anybody who decides, well, you know what? This guy looks like he needs help, but if I'm going to put my family at risk to do it, I'm just not, I I can't blame you at all for reaching that conclusion. Certainly it would have been the better conclusion in this one, but it just sucks. It's like on the other side of the coin. I I don't want to be the dude who, 
is broken down and needs some help and nobody's going to stop to help me because they're afraid of this exact same sort of encounter. It sucks. You want a society in which <laughs> I know what you're going to say before you even say. I mean, anyway. I, I, come on. Like you just keep setting me up like this. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that, that yeah. racially profiling will save your life. <laughs> Uh, why not? It works at TSA. They should, you know, if it works for TSA, it, it works for, uh, for this particular situation, yeah. searching for adventure regarding loan forgiveness, holding the position that two wrongs don't make a right, uh, is gay and wrong. What about an eye for an eye or that payment for sin is death? Give me my, uh, falking taxes back censored for Susan. I like it. Uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's not necessarily your taxes in the same way that every taxpayer is eligible for it. I'm not going to, here's what I'm saying. I'm not going to blame anybody for taking this relief. I'm not going to say, Oh, you hypocrite. How dare you? What I am saying is this is bad public policy. It's not me coming after you, the individual who might be eligible for this quote unquote forgiveness. This is me saying this is terrible public policy that is damaging to the country and we should stop. And if this is based on a fraud scheme, as they allege, then fix the fraud. Don't continue the fraud and then just erase the debt. That doesn't make any sense. So yep. I understand where you're coming from as a as a consumer here, as a, a quote unquote beneficiary. I'm not saying that you're wrong to take the action that you have. Just that this is moronic, unsustainable public policy that we should not continue. Uh, Matthew Malloy, and thank you for supporting the show, by the way. Matthew Malloy says, our most very dearest blonde, you can never hate us more than we love you. That, wow, that's amazing. Aw, I love you guys. Preston Oshin, this is the guy who has a name I thought was supposed to be like something, something of a trap, but it's not. Preston Oshinhurt. Sorry if if uh, this was mentioned before you read this, just in case you wanted to know, the BYU fan has been unbanned. Diehard BYU fan, and this storyline is quite uh, annoying. We will get to that later on in the show. And thank you for uh, the notice and the support. Phil says, it's interesting that the Queen passed the same week that the UK gets a new government, one that celebrates that it's full of foreigners lording their power over native Brits. If anything, uh, Enoch Powell was optimistic about the UK's future. I don't know who he is. Who? Enoch Powell, E-N-O-C-H Powell. I don't know. Uh, let's let's do one more for now and then we'll uh, get back into the news. Mike David Smoke Show says a festival this weekend looked like a. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I read this? Uh, this is this, this is dangerous. Uh, a shaved. Well, he's also making zoological references that I don't think I can I can read. He says that it uh, it, it reminded him of uh, a Tarzan movie. But he was he was shocked by the Trump swag. Could could? Oh wait 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 wait. Okay, this thing is so. This chat is so hard for me to characterize correctly because he's um he's making certain designations that I can't really repeat. But he's actually saying that these designations apply to what was a pro-Trump event. So he's speculating about uh, demographic shifts at a pro-Trump event. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, for now, before I get myself into trouble, I will pause the chats there and we will come back to them later on in the show. Thank you guys for supporting. Um, Enoch Powell is um, the, I'll have to just circle back with you. A former Secretary of State for... Um, is it the NIH in the UK? Uh, the That would be... Are you talking about their... What institution are you talking about? Uh, it says State for Health and Social Care. Oh, the NHS maybe? 
NHS. What's yeah. the NIH? That's Fauci's thing. The National Institutes of Health. Oh, yeah. NHS. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, that's their that's their state healthcare oh, program is the NHS. I have heard Sargon talking yeah. about him a little bit. I do now kind of Now your strobing light is bugging. Oh, I'm, okay. <laughs> fine. Just... Fry. You must sweat. No, it's not that I'm hot. It's just really making my migraine so all right. much worse. If it's worse. a migraine thing, all right. All right. Sorry. Is that better? Um, it's actually pretty subtle. You but that actually did fix. No, that did fix it. I don't see the strobe anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> Gouge my own eyeballs out with my hair clip. Just, just the way we want it. Speaking of gouging your eyes out, we have some commentary from Hillary Clinton and an appearance <sighs> from Hillary Clinton. But uh, of course, we'll get to updates from the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid momentarily. But first, uh, we have to get to this insane. Uh, gaslighting opinion that nobody asked for except the clucking hens on The View. Uh, That's right. Hillary Clinton joined The View on Wednesday to give us all a dire warning about the dangers of mishandling classified information. We're not taking it seriously enough, Hillary says. This is, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is more preposterous than when OJ lectured everybody about understanding knife crime, which he actually did in the case of LeBron James and the case of the, it was the case of that girl in Ohio who ran out of the house with a knife and the cop shot her dead. And LeBron James said it was racist and said we were going to get the cop. And OJ said, now, hold on a minute. I understand a thing or two about knife crime. Let me set the record straight. And in fairness to OJ, he was actually um, correct in that case. Anyway, here's Hillary having a similar moment. I think this should be taken really seriously. Yeah. And not, it's not a joking matter. And it, it shouldn't be partisan. No. And it shouldn't be partisan. No. It, it should concern every American, because those documents and the empty folders as uh-huh. they were marked um, suggest <laughs> that there was really important secret information. I don't understand how these documents ended up where they are. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't understand how he was permitted to take them even, even to the residence, let alone to a country club in Florida. We don't have yet an understanding of what was in them. We're getting little dribs and drabs yeah. like the nuclear uh, posture of an ally or an adversary. People literally die to get our government information. Mm-hmm. They go to prison. Yeah. They get exiled. It's dangerous oftentimes. The idea yeah. that this would have been done, I hope everybody takes really seriously. Yeah. It is not yeah. some casual try to come up with some, you know, throwaway. It's not like an overdue library book. No, not like an overdue library <laughs> You know, Helen, I took a poll and I said, how many people think that Trump is going to be indicted? And half of them thought he would not. They felt that he would get away with it just like he always does. What is your feeling about that? You know, I, I don't know, Joy, and I don't want to prejudge. I've been prejudged wrongly enough. Mm. I'm not going to prejudge somebody <laughs> okay. else. No one is above the law. Yeah, and right. the rule of law in a <laughs> Oh, yes. The audacity of this woman. She just basically outlined everything that she did. And how could she talk about loss of human life after what she did in Libya? (laughs) No, that was a YouTube video. That wasn't wasn't anything to do with her. This woman is evil. Now, uh, of course, that is, is, uh, do I really need to comment on Hillary Clinton asking how uh, enjoyed Behar to whining about how people keep getting away with it. I just, okay. But notice what Hillary acknowledged in her explanation there. Quote, we don't have yet an understanding of what was in them. Referring to those folders that we we're talking about, the boxes of information that were taken out of, of Mar-a-Lago. Meaning, yeah, just like everybody else, or at least publicly, I don't know what Hillary knows in her head, but at least publicly, she has no idea what we're even talking about. All of this is speculation 
about how serious it might be without any actual knowledge of the seriousness. All we have in this case are the classified markings without an understanding of the content. In her case, it was the content without the classified markings in many cases. We'll get to that in a minute. It's they're very comparable to the Trump case. In in some ways, they are actually slightly different, but in no ways are they different in a way that I would say isn't worse in Hillary's case. But I love this question. Well, how was he allowed to do this? Well, the same way you were, just in his case, there's a plausible legal explanation. He had the legal power to classify or, or declassify. We don't know exactly what happened, uh, but but that's a plausible explanation. That's what we're trying to figure out. Um, but this question, why was he allowed to do this? Well, who the hell would allow him? What are you talking about? Yeah. He, as the executive, holds the power to do. Who who would this body be that would allow it or not? That's not really explained. Who Who is the higher authority than the president on these matters? I, I don't know. Uh, but I guess she's thinking there is one. And, and as I mentioned, every criticism she just leveled applies as of now, more provably to her than it does to Trump. She's going to tell us it's the opposite with a, with a straight face, but she then tweets this out or actually tweeted this out the day before. If that wasn't gaslighting enough for you, she says, I can't believe we're still talking about this, but my emails, the fact is that I had zero emails that were classified. Now, of course she means zero that were classified on that illegal private server. And of course that says nothing about the deletion of the emails on that server. And you may think, well, I I remember, and we covered it on the show in the infancy of this show, James Comey coming out around the 4th of July in 2016 and, and uh, giving that press conference when he said Hillary had classified information on her server, but didn't have malicious intent in doing that. That's correct. But Hillary is saying that Comey admitted that he was wrong about that. That's what she says in, uh, in her, in her tweet thread here. Comey admitted he was wrong in claiming that I had classified information. Now, I didn't recall that off the top of my head. I think I understand what she means by that. But I went through what fact checker Glenn Kessler over at the Washington Post has to say. And um, Comey at the time said that uh, the, the classified content was deemed classified by the owning agency. So that could mean an agency like the CIA looking at the emails and saying, yeah, the content in this is uh, classified information. Um. But that doesn't necessarily mean the email itself was marked as classified. It's just an email that contained classified information, but was not marked as classified. Either way, the spirit of Hillary's defense is nonsensical. That's just a matter matter of what we call the information. The substance of the information remains sensitive. Plus, in Hillary's case, we have the compounding factor that this was all digital information connected to the Internet. In Trump's case, it's paper documents in a closet or wherever they were stored. Um, now, as far as Comey's correction, what did she mean when she said that Comey corrected that and said, I had no classified information? I think she's talking about these, these three emails that were marked classified is what Comey had said in that press conference. He originally said that one was marked secret and two were marked confidential. But then before Congress in the days after that, he said that they were actually marked, uh, confidential, which is the lowest form of classification and that the markings were in the middle of the text not in the header, which is unusual. Well, number one, that's still classification. Number two, that says nothing of the hundreds of other cases that weren't technically marked classified, but were determined to contain classified information. So again, we're, we're playing a game here with what is labeled and what is not. But on the substance of the matter, she was every bit as 
reckless. Not every bit oh, as yeah. she was more reckless more with reckless. sensitive information than anything they've been able to tr- to prove with Trump so far. That's not me having to excuse everything. That's not me saying I know for a fact there's nothing here. The fact we just don't know, and based on their history with evidence, I'm guessing that they don't have some some. Uh, game-changing evidence in their back pocket that they're just hanging on to. I remain open to the evidence if they have it, but in Hillary's case, we have plenty of it. She was reckless with sensitive information would be a kind way of putting it. That, you know, that would just be, that, that, that would be granting that she did not in fact have malicious intent, which is what Comey concluded. Anyway, the case, uh, the investigation into Trump and the Mar-a-Lago um, raid continues. So uh, to update on that, it was perhaps a slightly surprising decision, though the judge had already said about she was in special inclined, counsel uh, yeah. about the, the special master. Yes. Um, we discussed it last week. Judge Eileen Cannon on Monday did, in fact, grant Trump's request for a special master. It's a court appointed uh, third party to review the documents taken from Mar-a-Lago for uh, executive privilege and attorney client privilege. The ruling also paused the Justice Department's access to an investigation of the documents until they can uh, be reviewed or until they figure out the rules for this special master that the court will appoint. Now, assuming that decision holds, the next steps will be to select a special master and to establish the rules for that review. Both parties were asked to file a joint filing on Friday to give their answers to those questions. The judge uh, will then resolve the differences with her own order. That is assuming the decision stands because the DOJ has also now uh, appealed that ruling as of, uh, As of uh, Thursday, I think they made that appeal. The DOJ is arguing that the records in question are not Trump's personal records. They are government property, giving him no right to possess them and no basis for the review. The government argues the public will be damaged by a delay in investigation in a matter uh, in a manner that risks uh, national security. The uh, appeal will be received by the, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. It's also possible that we still get a special master, but only for certain documents recovered, but not others. This is all very technical and a little bit outside my wheelhouse. So it's possible that I'm missing some specifics here, but takeaways are there's an appeal on the special master ruling itself. Meanwhile, the process to select the special master and establish the rules for that special master are ongoing. And at least for the moment, the DOJ's investigation into the documents is paused though. All of that could change as quickly as tomorrow uh, or whenever they have their next hearings in the matter. But both the DOJ and uh, Team Trump made their special master nominations. They each submitted two. For Trump, the nominations are Raymond G. Or Raymond J. Deary, a former chief federal judge in Brooklyn and former FISA court judge. Also, uh, Paul Huck Jr., a former deputy AG in Florida. For the DOJ, just in case you expected non-Democrats, of course not, at least for one of them. Uh, Barbara Jones is a former federal judge in Manhattan who has served as special master in federal investigations of Trump lawyers, Michael Cohen and Rudy Giuliani. So she's oh. been involved in past Trump cases. She was also a special master in uh, a James O'Keefe project Veritas case, though. I'm not clear on exactly. Really? I, I didn't have time to look into exactly which one or what her role was, but um, why do I say she's a Democrat? Because she is. She donates to Democrats. She donated over $5,000 to Democrat candidates and the uh, DNC since 2019. Thomas Griffith is the DOJ's other nominee. He's a retired federal appeals court judge for the D.C. Circuit. I don't uh, see anything about him that is as partisan as Jones, but I haven't had a ton of time to research. So I don't know much about him as of this moment. 
The only other thing I want to say about the, the Mar-a-Lago raid case developments is um, there was a, a, a subtle point in the special master's ruling uh, on Monday. Recall previously that uh, both personally and through Karine Jean-Pierre, Biden had denied any knowledge ahead of time of the Trump raid at Mar-a-Lago. This was Karine Jean-Pierre, I believe, the day after the raid on August 8th. Was the president or anyone at the White House aware of that search warrant or had, has anyone at the White House or the president been briefed in the aftermath of that search warrant being executed? No, the president was not briefed, did not, was not aware of it. No, no one at the White House was given uh, a heads up. No, that did not happen. But in pages two and three of the ruling, the judge notes that on May 12th, quote, the incumbent president, referring to Biden, requested National Archives access to the records. The 15 boxes were taken uh, on May 18th. So the idea that Biden was personally making information requests in the case, but unaware of the forthcoming forcible removal of the documents. Mm. Hard to believe. But of course, nobody really believed that Biden had no knowledge ahead of of time anyway. But this is just additional demonstration to that effect. Um, I'll have to be quick with these topics, but I have to acknowledge the stunning and brave monkeypox czar that the White House announced this week. New monkeypox coordinator to to manage the response to the virus. And uh, I'm guessing he probably has expertise from experience. At least uh, a lot of the images you think? would suggest that. As Pink, no- uh, Pink News notes, trolls are mad that the White House has picked a gay guy who's hot and wore a harness. That's what we're all mad about. I'm so angry. Speaking to uh, the advocate about the Fuhrer, uh, this is, uh, his name is Dimitri, I think it's Dimitri Daskalakis. I'm sure I'm butchering that. But he says, I'm certainly not a Satanist. (laughs) Asked why people think that he is. Daskalakis responded, it's because I wear high fashion harnesses by Zaina Bain. So, uh, yeah, there's one of those high fashion harnesses. He's here explaining that monkeypox is just an infection. It's not an identity. This virus transmits through very close skin-to-skin physical contact, often in the setting of sexual exposure. But um, there are other mechanisms for its transmission, including if you touch objects that individuals who've had monkeypox touch, or if, um, if you have prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets. With that said, signaling to people um, who are in the gay, bisexual, other men who have sex with men communities, and also transgender people who have sex with men, that it's really important to have awareness that it's circulating in the community is really a critical part the messaging while not generating um you know inordinate concern and really focusing on the infection as linked to an identity so it's just an infection it's not linked to an identity it just happens to be in the social network Hmm. um i'm kind of fine with this i mean he basically said if you don't stick your dick in other dudes assholes you're not going to get monkeypox right well that's that's the thing yeah that's it's it's not linked to an identity it's linked to a behavior what is the behavior that's that's what they want uh acknowledge I, I truly don't have any problem with what he said. I, uh, the only, the only other thing, this is a potential problem. And I say this, I'm not asking rhetorically. I mean this sincerely. Are there confirmed cases of someone getting monkeypox by touching a surface that a monkeypox infected person? I've not heard of that at all, but he says that's a means of transmission. No, it's, it's only skin to skin contact where there's friction. It's got to, in other words, skin has to be, uh, broken probably yeah nah, i don't think it has or, to be broken but it's got to be rubbed it's got to be rubbed in there good okay 
Oh God, I'm gonna vomit. Anyway, um, <laughs> because of this story or just because of something else? No, the migraine, the story. Uh-huh. This is this is bad. Well, uh, in the interest of time, I will I will hustle through it. Then the only other thing I'll say about him, he was featured in a February 2021 uh, article after Biden's inauguration in HIV Plus magazine. There is a such magazine. Is as, he HIV positive? I don't I don't think he is. At least I don't know. But well, that's this, misleading. This article is about his. Uh, he apparently was the CDC director of HIV prevention efforts, but. Why should there be prevention if there's HIV plus magazine? It's a totally fine lifestyle to be HIV positive. What's the what's the problem? Why do we need to prevent? Mm. Just another visual reminder, once again, of the people that the White House has put in place to not only lead your country, but to bring you to healthiness. Dick Levine, this guy, whatever the blue lipped man does, the one TikTok influencer with the fingernails, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Look at all of the healthiness. We're not yeah. a serious country. <laughs> I hope China takes no. us over. We deserve it. Uh, I, I wish I could put up a better defense than I can. Uh, speaking of keeping you healthy, of course, Biden has done that through several attempts at forcing you to take a pharmaceutical inje- injection against your will. Um, but bizarrely, Biden apparently hates big pharma, or at least he views them as a nefarious force that has to be put under control. He said at a Labor Day speech on Monday that he took on Big Pharma and won this year, apparently referring to the Inflation Reduction Act and the negotiation of drug prices through Medicare. We beat pharma this year. We beat pharma this year. And it mattered. We're going to change people's lives. Still got some of that leftover anger from the dark Brandon speech, I see. Oh, my God. Uh, even if I grant the point that the uh, Inflation Reduction Act is going to reduce drug prices, which I don't, how is forcing everyone to consume their product beating Big Pharma? I know. Nobody. Does he mean ally with? And he just said it wrong. N- nobody in government has enriched Big Pharma than Joe Biden, More, not just yeah. currently, but ever. Pfizer had two, uh, $22 billion in profit last year. That's up $9 billion in, uh, from 2021. And I don't have a problem with profits necessarily. I do have a problem with profits earned by pointing a gun at people and forcing you to consume their product to contribute to those profits. And, and how do you square this message that Big Pharma is this bad thing that needs to be controlled with the message that you should continue to consume their product forever and now yeah. every two months? Corinne Jean-Pierre, they're not called boosters anymore. Corinne Jean-Pierre and the White House are calling them updated vaccines because they're fine-tuned to take on Omicron, even though you still have to get the uh, original vaccine before this one. She says anybody who hasn't had a shot for the last two months should get the updated vaccine. You've been referring to this new shot as the updated COVID-19 vaccine. Can you explain a little bit more the decision to no longer be calling it just a booster? It is the first time that we have seen this type of updated vaccine, like I said, since December of 2020. And if you and the message to folks that we are we are providing is if you're 12 or older and it's been at least two months since you last got a shot, you should get these new updated vaccines right away. Remember the old deal of just get the shot and go back to normal? Now it's... What a terrible smash and grab this was. Get the shot every two months and normal is off the table. That was what uh, Ashish Jha, the uh, coronavirus advisor guy for the White House, said. It was last week, I think. Uh, 
everyone wants to get back to normal, but normal wasn't working out too well. So we're going to reshape normal to make it much more equitable. Aren't, aren't yeah. average people skeptical of this? I mean, you have to be at this point. You have to be. Even people that aren't uh, vaccine skeptics, like if you get the hepatitis B vaccine when you're a child, even if uh, you go below that threshold that says that you're no longer protected, people still don't get hepatitis B. So mm. like something in your body has, like your memory cells clearly uh, will recognize the virus and prevent you from getting it. Like people people know this, right? So why would they be like, oh yeah, I, I, this vaccine works and so I have to get boosted every two months? I don't know about that. I think it's perfectly sensible to enrich big pharma perpetually but also big pharma is very bad and I should trust Joe Biden to take them on and control them. That, those are the two things that I have been NPC programmed to believe. And when I receive the signal, I do as I'm commanded. I can't do this. I'm going to have to turn these off. All right. I can't. I can't. Well, thanks for oh, the tough attempt. Oh, yeah. Am I strobing? Um, let me see. No, but I am blue. Uh, no, it doesn't look bad. It looks fine. We'll get through it. Oh, that's so much better. Sorry, guys. I know this is not optimal. Uh, in another story, I'll be quick about this, even though uh, I wanted to give more time to this. But again, another story about exerting control over the economy and your rights. I think this is actually very significant in in the step it represents, if not this step alone. But but I, I think it's under discussed as well. Um, credit card companies have now created a new data classification for gun shops so that the companies can monitor and flag suspicious purchases and alert law enforcement. On Saturday, Visa announced that the world's largest payment processor will begin this separate categorization, a policy that has long been pushed by gun control advocates. The decision will allow banks to make decisions with enhanced information about whether they will allow purchases at gun shops on their cards. Earlier in the week, Elizabeth Warren had advocated exactly this. Credit card companies and payment processors must do more to track these purchases and prevent mass shootings. I know that there are a lot of pro-gun rights people in our crowd, so I'm not saying we have to do this, but just this is another story where even if you don't like guns, just remove the context of guns and consider the principles at stake here. We're talking about banks and financial institutions subjectively evaluating whether or not they agree with your completely legal purchase or not, and potentially yeah. to block you from your own money. Now, granted, that's not what they're saying they're going to do at this point, but the infrastructure to do exactly that is being built. And I think that's a concept that anybody who believes in any shade of freedom, whether you like guns or not, ought to oppose. If we have to get quote unquote approval, that's the language that's the language that's used in the story here, whether or not they will allow purchases. If we need to get, if we need to be allowed by government or giant financial financial institutions that the laws say are perfectly legal transactions. We are not free people managing no. our own property. Gosh. Well, of course this is by design. This is how they're going to get us by they're not going to, it's not going to be some gun grab situation. They're It'll just, just make you, to... you just automatically register on the no fly list for purchasing a gun. Amex mm -hmm. just forwards the information right yeah. there. Um, and yeah, cash is a, a way around this. Um, but the attack on cash will come. It's already underway in many ways. Uh, and I, I don't want to overstate this and say this is door kicking tomorrow, but it is yet another step in favor of the overlords and against personal freedom. And it's something that I think ought to be strongly opposed. Whether you like the property in question in this case or not, 
it should be your judgment about what property you want to acquire with your own money. And once we sacrifice, exactly, once we yeah. sacrifice those principles, we are, uh, well, we don't own our property. We don't own our yeah. property at all. And, um, and that's going to be a problem. That's not, that's not freedom by any definition. This is from the live chat. They aren't tracking crimes. They're tracking you. And that, that's true. Yeah. Like, that, that's why this was an interesting Sunday because, um, all of these preventable crimes that we're discussing, the, the country just, this chaos just deepening in every American city and, and elsewhere. Um, but this is what they're going to use their resources yeah. for. You, you Getting see all- people to triple, quadruple boosted, doing yeah. it every two months, forcing people to do that, uh, vaccine mandates, and then making a giant gun registry and preventing people from buying new guns. That's what the government cares about. They don't yeah. give a fuck about some white mom getting raped and murdered in Memphis. They don't care about that. The, uh, if you see all the news of the last week or the last year, or the last two years, and you think maybe maybe it'd be wise to arm myself to protect myself in such a situation, the infrastructure is being built such that you're automatically suspicious, potentially in the subjective judgment of Visa or MasterCard or whoever controls all this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I don't often make recommendations. Uh, people are free to do whatever they want with their property and their own philosophy of self-defense. But if you're the sort of person who's been on the fence about a firearm purchase for personal protection, I, I would advise that sooner rather than later based on yeah. the threats to it that are, that are being built every single day. Oh yeah. So we shall see. All right. Uh, anything else before we get to the hoax hate here? Nope. Let's do it. All right. It's the hoax hate that just won't quit. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, it took two weeks, but now BYU has formally acknowledged what everyone else already knew. All you got to do is listen to this show, you know, just like. All the world's stories. You'll get the correct information every single time. But this viral claim of BYU student fans screaming the N-word at a Duke volleyball player, it did not happen, even if BYU is not willing to say that fully in their statement. But BYU did release a statement on Friday saying they did an extensive investigation that included review of security footage, witness cell phone footage, game broadcast footage, any camera that is known they reviewed. As well as interviews with 50 witnesses, and they have found no evidence of any racial slurs (laughs) uttered throughout the duration of the game. They also lifted the ban on that fan who was accused by the Duke players of yelling racial slurs. There was never any evidence that he did, as we discussed last week. Uh, There is uh, prior reporting, as we mentioned, too. That person has Asperger's or some other form of autism, potentially. He's been unbanned. He did get an apology from BYU, but notably this statement, first and foremost, you need to start writing these statements. So it so it can say that lying bitch, <laughs> just, you know, something like that. That's point one. Yeah. 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 The point one is still our commitment to take any claims of racism seriously. That that's still why that's so stupid. Point. This was such a tremendous waste of resources. I mean, I don't know what else they would use these resources for, but it got anything is more important than this. Literally. Yeah anything else um so that's point one that they reaffirm uh and then i i uh oh they also did not apologize at least i i read through this maybe i missed it but i don't see an apology to the fans the byu fans who were lectured at the next game by the athletic director tom holmo where he's he he 
pointed so his finger easy. at them and said, shape up, basically. He had no evidence that they did anything wrong. And yeah. he accused them of this horrible wrongdoing and said they needed to do a better job of representing BYU, even though none of them had done anything wrong. And he had no yeah. proof that they did. And I've not seen a response from Rachel Richardson, who's the player who made the accusation, nor her father, Marvin Richardson, or Lessa Pamplin, her godmother, both of whom amplified the accusation. I've not seen a follow up from LeBron James, who also amp- amplified the accusation. It doesn't matter because like many of these cases, the truth is already set. The narrative is in place, not just by those viral claims of fact that were false, but by BYU's initial surrender as well. It doesn't matter that there was never any evidence to support it. It's true in the minds of a lot of people already. And we know this because this case has now inspired multiple copycats Two (laughs) in the state of Texas in high school volleyball just this week in New Brunfels, Texas. The Comal Independent School District is investigating the accusation of a high school volleyball mom, Jennifer Price, who said in a Facebook post that her daughter and uh, her team were racially heckled and uh, called the N word by the home fans at Canyon High School. And uh, this after her team, Hayes High School, they honored Rachel Richardson by painting the number three on her hands. And this is how they were treated. Hayes High School parent Jennifer Price says her daughter and several other volleyball players were targeted during Friday night's game against Canyon. Price's Facebook post is getting a lot of attention on social media. It's been shared more than 3,000 times. In it, she says, quote, our coaches told their admin and all they told the boys was watch their mouth, watch your mouths. She goes on to say that no one was removed from the game and that the students were allowed to continue heckling the Hayes volleyball team after the game. We asked Price for an interview, interview, but she declined. Her post also says that what happened Friday night was, quote, ironic. The Hayes volleyball team was wearing the number three on their hands to support Duke player Rachel Richardson, who faced racial slurs during a recent match. There it is. Rachel Richardson faced racial slurs during her match. No, she did not. But it's just it's true now. We just if ex- true, don't care. I don't care about any of this if it's true. And it's not. So I it, double don't care. The mom, Jennifer Price, apparently deleted her original Facebook post or or privated it because it's no longer available. She said uh, <clears throat> our Hayes volleyball girls were uh, were playing. They were playing against Canyon High School. And the front row of Canyon student section yelled the N word hard R at my daughter's. And a few more teammates throughout the match so many times, all caps. When my daughter missed a serve, they shouted, make a play, N-word, hard R. Our coaches told their admin that they that they told the boys to watch their mouths. Okay, but there's no, again, this is just like Rachel Richardson. There's no actual evidence of this, but the school district says that they're investigating. Oh and it's it, it's it's a hoax built upon a hoax. The reporter saying, well, this is really, uh, this is another example of what happened to Rachel Richardson, which was fake. This is fake. It's a hoax built on a hoax. It's hoaxception. Does it, it just even matter on. if it's a hoax, though? Like, my problem with this, even if these things were true, is the black community or black youths, are you so weak that hearing a racial slur, it's just going to destroy you? It's going to destroy your self-image. It's going to destroy your life. Yeah. Um. Are you that weak? Is the only thing that's going to define your community the amount of crime that is occurring like you guys could rise above this instead i have to talk about a new hoax hate every fucking week no please. and they're all the same we, we need it's good for business please keep up with the hoax hate 
this is just like what yeah. why do you want this to be your um your image like well, to be I, a victim of, of white racism. Why, yeah, why and I do think, you want that to be your whole thing? Don't I you think, have anything else to offer? I think plenty would say that they don't want that. And I, I agree that there should be more pushback to that. That it's like, even if true, and even if that's horribly mean-spirited, yeah, do you, do you really want to be in a position of such weakness that a single word can defeat your entire, your entire spirit, your entire work and ethic? I should, I should clarify, though, because I think that it's not, it's not just black culture. I think that it's this... Um, this genesis of like black culture and histrionic borderline personality millennial behavior, hmm. whereby seeking out um, positive reinforcement for victimization. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, so. It's a combination of these two things. Like instead of talking about her autoimmune disease or whatever the fuck online, and like posting a picture of her crying, being like, "Ooh, I had to get an IV at the hospital." She's like, "Oh, somebody called me." Uh, exactly. Uh, there's a lot I of people. Said it, who are- that was close. <laughs> A lot of people are willing to be very charitable to Rachel Richardson and saying, um, oh, I, she probably thought she heard it. And so she told a story to her godmother or her dad. No. And then it got blown out of proportion. I'm not I, I don't buy that. I think that Duke was getting their ass kicked in the volleyball game, which they were. And she exercised exactly what you're talking about, which is I know that I hold a card in my back pocket that I can put it down and it will destroy their victory. And it will make these girls that I hate for kicking my ass in volleyball villainized. And so I'm going to exercise it. I think that you're right that in cases like this, it's not about the, the weakness is merely a show in pursuit of the power yeah, in the, in the that power. is actually in play. Right. Yeah. And young women are always seeking power, aren't they? Yeah. Well, certainly at this age, too. Uh, what the is po- the male to female ratio? I would love to see that of these hoax hates. It's vast majority women. There are a lot of women involved. You're right. How have I, we I never know. talked about this? I guess I haven't uh, thought about doing a demographic breakdown, but it's not like we're necessarily getting a representative sample either. I just pull the ones that I think are the most interesting, not necessarily at this all point, of them. though. Don't you think that it would be basically a random sampling? We've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these. Well, there's a stats project for whoever wants to go gather them all. They are linked in the description of every single episode. I would love to see that. Data. Um, but that's not even that's not all of them. There was another nearly identical accusation made in Katy, Texas as well. Last Friday, September 2nd, Lakeisha Kemp Adams, another volleyball mom, says her daughter's uh, Paytow High School. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but uh, the team the team was heckled by fans of the home Jordan High School team. She says someone in the crowd was making monkey noises at them, but at least she has actual video. Now, it's hard to hear. But at one point, it does sound kind of apish. You'll be the judge. Now, that's just cheering. That's the ape thing. I heard an apism. Was it a black person doing that? And we don't know who did it. We don't know their why. We have no Maybe idea. Maybe it was just a black person laughing. <laughs> we don't we don't know. Adam says she shared the footage with Jordan High School leaders and they literally did nothing, she says, which is the Excellent. correct response. Yeah. Um, but that's not the response that's sustained. Both schools are part of the Katy Independent School District. Katy ISD says it is investigating who the monkey chanter is. All right. That's all. Anything else before the movie review? This, to date, this has been our most demoralizing episode. Uh, it's up there. But don't forget the Desmond episodes. And we're about to talk to Green Mile. All right. Green Mile, so it's just going to get worse. 
In a world In a of world. movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1999 Stephen King novel adaptation, The Green Mile, in which an innocent death row inmate at a depression era Louisiana prison demonstrates miraculous healing abilities. The corrections officers put him to work saving the warden's terminally ill wife and then electrocute him anyway, because those are the orders from movie picker Troy. Probably the only movie that has ever made me cry. The Green Mile is a story about a man keeping faith during a wrongful conviction and inspiring everyone he meets. Everyone in this movie gives a top-notch acting performance. Rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. Based on your reaction, I suspect I know your general review, but as that always... That is not what this movie... This this movie wasn't about somebody raging against wrongful conviction. Oh, you cried during this movie, Troy? <laughs> Ew. Ew. Shame. Um... What else was I going to say? I didn't know this was a Stephen King. No wonder it was such trash. I really had to put it... At least I'm like 99% sure. Am I wrong about that? Um, I I had to put my my hatred of Stephen King's Twitter account aside. It is Stephen King, yeah. God, I hated this so much. Okay, I don't even know where to start. All right. This, I, I hate this in films uh, where there's like one black person and they're magical in some way. Like they're able, like they're kinder or they're able to, you know, usually it's a human quality. Like they're just better than all the white people. In this In this movie, he was actually magical actually magical i was like this is so on the nose i couldn't even stand it the white hick was the one that was actually responsible for the rape and murder of these two kids um it was so emotionally manipulative uh, maybe every black person in jail right now is actually a dim-witted gift from god we should let them all out and see what happens well we are doing an experiment uh anyway yeah <laughs> okay we're already doing on. that i guess carry on why aren't they curing all of our diseases then um what a piece of shit. Three hour and eight minute movie. It's so egomaniacal. I have like two or three movies that I can think of that were worthy of like the two and a half hour mark. Three fucking hours. Are you serious? I could not wait for it to end. I was like, are they going to execute this brother or what? At like 30 minutes in, I'm like, get it done. I don't care. He was literally begging for it. Yes. <laughs> I just so emotionally manipulative but you know what Stephen King and director of this movie it didn't work on me I felt nothing I am dead inside one out of five piece of shit movie hated it hated it hated it and I hate you too Troy for crying during are you this. telling me you Boo. liked it when John Coffey died no I just didn't care you were even just, apathetic there wasn't even enjoyment no I was happy because mm. I knew the movie was over like thank fucking three hours alright well, there, there was still more after that because we had to get the recap with the old lady at the nursing home and all the oh mouse oh my god and then the <laughs> mouse and oh, alright okay I'm not quite as negative did you and, like this movie um there are things I like about it oh! this is sort of like a 1917 movie for me where there are certain things I actually really like other things I totally hate and so it sort of evens out um I don't have time to discuss all the themes that I appreciate. My, my, I guess to summarize my entire experience, there are there are deep themes here that I think are worthwhile and philosophically interesting. I, for a movie that's over three hours, I actually think it it went too far into some distractions and not far enough on really important points of substance. So I was frustrated in that way. Um, I'm interested in the concepts, the execution, no pun intended, did not work out that well for me. Um, but. <laughs> 
Did you write that in your no, movie? No, actually, that, that was that was off the cuff. Uh, anyway, uh, some some of the themes I really appreciated this this the fundamental moral dilemma of the movie of of pursuing moral truth versus following orders. Fine. I, I write Fine. about that in the review. You can read that if you'd like. I, I appreciate the exploration of that uh, theme. What I I really don't like the the path that Edgecombe took because to me, if you I understand the importance of maintaining the integrity of the justice system by following orders. However, if you know a man is definitively innocent and you issue the order or flip the switch to kill him, you are committing murder. I don't, at least in the eyes of of God or yeah. the eyes of the world's moral framework, however you conceptualize that, you are committing murder. And so to me, that leaves two options. Number one, you could uh, try to work within the system to change that, but he doesn't tell anybody really. He doesn't, you could go to the governor and try to seek a pardon. You could work with the warden to see what options there are. You could just refuse to give that order and get fired. I know it's not fun to be fired, but I'd rather get fired than commit murder. Edgecombe just goes along with it. He has this sad moment. I get that's because coffee uh, tells him he wants to die. So it's like some weird favor to his friend or something. But if your friend asks you to shoot him in the face, there are still moral implications to uh, giving him that courtesy. It was also really easy for them to get him out of jail. Uh, yeah, I guess if it's that easy just to take him out, like why not just, uh, I don't know, let him, if you're willing to take the risk of taking him out to go through with this plan to heal the warden's wife. Why not take the risk of just letting him run away? Even Edgecombe says that. What am I supposed to do? Just let you run away. And coffee says, I don't want to. So maybe he wouldn't have gone along with that, I guess. But oh, I thought he was proposing that he let him run away. That's not what he was doing. Well, that's what Edgecombe was offering. But coffee right. said, I don't want that. I want to die. Actually. Um, there's, there's this interesting theme about eternal, or in this case, just really long life as punishment. I find that theme fascinating because I, I say this as someone without a full understanding of what that means in religious context. That's part of why I'm doing the Bible study is to get a better understanding of these questions. But the concept of eternal life to me, uh, it's always presented as a, a reward or an appeal. To me, it sounds terrible. The, the yeah. death gives value to life because it, it makes life finite. It's what gives value to each individual day. If you had infinite days, each individual day is not worth that much, if anything at all. I, I know I don't fully understand this in the religious context, so I'm not saying this to take shots at like, oh, what a stupid concept that is as a matter of faith. I just thought it was interesting in this case that eternal life or long life was a punishment. It's a theme I appreciate. Uh, there's this theme of kind of doing no more than is necessary in matters of justice. You have Percy in this this um, enjoyment uh, in watching people fry and the lesson that that even if someone is conclusively guilty and death is a just punishment that you really shouldn't make it more gruesome than it should be or that you shouldn't take enjoyment in that um you should so what happened with percy though like okay so he just he, went crazy so he just went crazy he didn't he got like, the magic in him and he killed wild bill and he just went crazy and went to the mental institution so the magic jogger didn't like show him that he, that he had killed those two little girls and that's why he shot him. It's sort of unclear as far as I'm aware. He, the, the magic bugs went in him though. So maybe he had that vision. <laughs> it's not really spelled out. But he was totally immoral. So if that wouldn't have been the impetus, he probably would have been like, oh, fist pump. That was fuck Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also this theme I think is very currently relevant about how the effort to save lives can actually cost lives. They went mm -hmm. and they, they saved the warden's terminally ill wife, which caused what the, uh, the magic infection of Percy and the, the murder of wild bill and Percy's um, admission to the mental hospital. Again, just themes of 
oh, we think that we can conquer the natural world and break the rules to to reach good ends. Well, there are all sorts of unintended consequences that go along with breaking the rules of the natural world. And I think this movie did a good job of uh, explaining that. The worst of the things I didn't like, there's this quote in the movie. Oh, God, sometimes the green mile seems so long. Yeah, uh, it does. And as you mentioned, over three hours is very hard to justify for me. Not that everything in this movie is a waste of time, but there is a lot of stuff that just was only tangentially relevant. Um, you know, it's great. I'm Tom Hanks. I'm glad that your wiener works now. I don't need to see you orgasmically peeing and banging your wife for a long time. I get it. Your wiener works. Okay, great. That premise is established. Um, <sighs> Paul is still alive at 108 and that's part of the, the main storyline, but I don't necessarily need to see him sad at the nursing home about seeing a movie for 10 minutes to reach that point at the end. Yeah, um, this was so masturbatory. The Did, mouse, didn't he have an editing team? The, the mouse point, I understand that's also relevant in demonstrating the powers and the the long life. But did I need like this full-fledged man-mouse romance between him and Del? It just goes on. I get it. The mouse is loved by Dell. I understand. Is that Mr. Jingles? Yeah. I was like, I will find who did this movie. But I, what I it's, it's it's these unnecessary points that are overdeveloped at the expense of some really important points that I think are underdeveloped. How did John actually find the girls? It, we're, we're, we're supposed to, it's implied oh, yeah. they were already, they were already dead. He arrived at the scene. He wanted to use his powers. He couldn't because they're dead and he can't re- resurrect people. He can only heal their illnesses and or with wounds or things like that. But his innocence resurrect is the mouse. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess the mouse was. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd I mean, you fail, John? You fucked up, John. Execute. I mean, his innocence is the main point of the movie outside of his powers themselves. And we don't really get the full demonstration of his innocence. I would have liked to see just a little bit more. How did he, what was Plot he doing? Twist, John Coffey did it. Maybe. What was he doing? How did he arrive at the scene? Um, why doesn't anybody seem to want to talk about the miracles? It's like they witness the mouse being resurrected and then uh, nobody seems to care about that. They just kind of let that, they, they don't necessarily talk amongst themselves about how amazing that was. If this doesn't then, get a sub three rating, I'm, I'm, I'm quit. This, I, I'm quit almost, I quit. So I'm almost done. It's not my fault. It's a three hour movie. I got a lot to talk about. Uh, they didn't tell the warden about it. In fact, we're going to make this weird plot to tactically invade the warden's house to heal his wife. I didn't, this is, this is the problem I have with that point too. I don't understand what they expected to achieve. We're going to secretly enter the warden's what home at plan? night. And then they're yeah. shocked that he discovered them, but they're yeah. in bed together. How are you going to yeah. go heal her without him realizing what He's you like, were oh, doing? We didn't think this through at all. And why don't you just try like, Hey, uh, I know your terminally ill wife is like the uh, defining feature of your life at this point. I know it sounds crazy, but I have something that might uh, fix that. Yeah. He'd probably be interested in hearing about that. Did you guys try uh, just telling and then him? She could have just gone to the jail. Yeah. The, 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 uh, Tom Hanks immediately point. was like, no, we can't do that. It's like, that's clearly what you should <laughs> do. That seems a lot better. Uh, th- the point, um, the point I made in the review, it's like publisher's clearinghouse breaking into your home to deliver you a $10,000 check. Why? Why? Just knock. Why, Why yeah. did you have to do this? Yeah. Um, and then the idea that Paul didn't really tell anybody, dude, you're 108 and nobody at the nursing home is like, what the fuck? How are you 108 and fine? You're walking around. He he holds this to himself until he reveals it to this lady to get some wrinkly handy like 100 years later. Why did he hang on to this? I thought there was going to be some kind of romance between them, but it, it didn't develop. Uh, did you give this a four? I'm going to burn your house down. 
and then I, as I mentioned, I, I was also disappointed that there just wasn't much of a fight from Edge. Edgecombe, Paul Edgecombe, Tom Hanks's character gives this great speech about like, listen, man, what am I going to do when I get to judgment day and I confront God or whatever the power is up there. And I have to say that I killed one of your miracles for the sole reason that I was ordered to do it. What am I going to say? Well, I guess I'll figure it out. Cause uh, you're dead. You're, you're, you're fried. Like he had this five seconds of tearful delay, but he still went along with what he said was an unconfrontable moral failure without much of a fight to correct that. And I, I just, it was, it was lame. It was lame. He, he didn't exhaust his options. He just went along with it. And I didn't like, I didn't enjoy that. Uh, so anyway, I originally had a two in mind. Okay. Because I thought about this after the fact and some of the moral and philosophical concepts more, I did after writing the review, I upgraded it to uh rage a quit. Three. Rage quit. That's what you gave nineteen seventeen. That's the crazy okay. town. I'll allow it. Well, I I think there were similar movies in my experience. Things I actually really liked and things I really hated. So it kind of evened out. It was a tough show today. It was just hard. <laughs> it was emotionally trying. Well, uh, it won't be emotionally difficult next week because next week it's Anchorman. So, oh, good. I, I have seen that one. It's been a very long time, though. Uh, Faster. And, oh, I forgot. Uh, what's the audience? What's the early vote? Uh, what What do people think of this movie? Let's see. Um, actually, fours and fives. Over fifty percent fours and fives. Come on, guys. Very few like, ones, very few twos. I love you guys. I know the that there vote. are smart people amongst you. There's no way anybody legitimately liked this film. It was trash. Trash. Well, Troy is going to get his revenge. I have no doubt. Uh, Troy's revenge. Troy's, uh, t- speaking of Troy, his list is up for one more week of a vote. Uh, the remaining nominations for the week after next, after Anchorman, are Nightcrawler, Hereditary, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Side Effects, It Comes at Night, or of course you can reject the list as punishment for Troy for what he's done to Blonde and instead vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie. Wait, there's more Troy? I thought this was the last Troy. There's one more week of Troy. I the vote for Troy. Troy? Troy? The I'm list will then... personally accountable. The list will then refresh next week for October, in the vote at least. Uh, and as a reminder... Live you- chat, you people... Don't let your racism blind you. You're soulless. If you were emotionally manipulated by this film, you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> if you cried during this movie, you're dumb. Well, I said it. I don't care. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a way for you to uh, post rage comments to Blonde's reviews on my website. But if you'd like to post rage comments to my review uh, or just read it uh, and, and comment whatever you'd like or submit submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. All the things the movie review offers. The one and only place to do it is on my uh, weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. And that will do it. We can catch up with uh, with the chat if Blonde isn't going to come. You're, you're going to go full Percy and just lose your mind before the end of this here. It's it's multifactorial. It's all the crimes. Both those crimes, those people were supposed to still be in jail. Uh, what? Yeah, well, all three, four, really. They all had priors. There was no, but, uh, but but only two of them were let out um, early. One of them for presumably for COVID. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if that was the reason. Ugh, good Lord. Jessica Boatman. I'll just grab a couple here and you can join in whenever you're ready. 
says yesterday was my husband Brandon's birthday. So I wanted to give him a let's go Brandon uh, shout out. We've been listening to the show since 2016. Thank you for being uh, our favorite couple, our favorite couple of hours every Sunday. Well, let me dust off my old uh, let's go Brandon sound bites. Let me find them here. Where are they? Uh, which one? Let's see. Which one was my favorite one? I'll give you the Marjorie Taylor Green. That was a good one. Let's go, Brandon. Happy birthday, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. You can't stop the scout. Gavin is basically pulling a Jussie, uh, a cry for attention. Uh, go cry for attention somewhere else, you poser. Rough words. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i no fan. I, I can't pretend to say that's okay or like I don't have any opposition to what was done. Cam girl Asuna, do you want to join in? Matt and Blunt, what do you think about the idea that Biden admin is baiting a trap? Seems to me they can and likely will simply stage a false flag anyway. It seems that resisting the bait is ultimately hmm. futile. Um, yes, I think that that, that is would make sense. Very because accurate. Yeah. If you take the bait, they get what they want. If you don't take the bait, they fake what do they a want. False flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, some would call that an unfalsifiable premise, and I understand that that's generally a thing you don't want to do. However, um. These people being manipulative, power-hungry lunatics, that, as far as I'm concerned, is an unfalsifiable premise. Yeah. I've not been given a lot of demonstration otherwise in the last uh, year or two. Um, Lunderwear says, thanks again for the recommendation of Seven Sushi for Seven Sushi and happy belated birthday to Calvin. The museum was a huge hit oh. with my daughter, so birthday success. Ah, I see we went to Bozeman. Well, great. Yeah, these are Bozeman references and uh, recommendations that I made. Uh, I never liked sushi until this particular restaurant. Oh, really? It's, it's, it's yeah, it's incredibly good. But I get the the ones that don't really count. It's like, uh, you know, fried rolls and things like oh, that. They're not oh, they're not sad. authentic, but they're delicious. Uh, and the museum is cool too. I can't wait. I'm glad your family had a fun time, but I can't wait until we dress our son in almost nothing but dinosaur clothes because I want him to like dinosaurs. And the Protecting. dinosaur museum here is incredible. So I just I hope that he appreciates it when he's old enough to get it. Uh, Josiah Magnuson said, we should keep in mind that Brian Colfage is a triple amputee veteran. That's right. And I don't know the specifics, but I'm sure they said all the proceeds would go to the wall, which wouldn't preclude salaries. Um, I don't doubt that all of this is bullshit and they just pled guilty because they knew they it would reduce their sentences. Yeah, it could be. And I don't, uh, I, I haven't read enough into it to say, I'm not trying to give the impression that there's conclusively a fraud. Uh, just that what I've seen from Bannon, I've not seen a solid explanation in his defense yet. And I'm looking for that. Travis Jones, if the sandals don't fit, you must acquit. I guess maybe the sandals didn't fit because they uh, just popped off during the struggle. Socially accept 98. Could you please send a prayer to my best friend, Rob, who lost his mother today? She had dementia and was lost for the past six days. The cops did nothing and we only found her today near her oh. home. That's terrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. And uh, all the best to Rob's family. And uh, man, that's that's a rough one. Uh, thank um, you for supporting the show as well. Can you read many of these? I got to turn yeah. my screen down a little bit. Joshua David says, uh, third kid born Friday looking for a new pediatrician. First appointment tomorrow. I will always ask, what will you do if my kid says she's trans? Be aggressive and find good docs. No COVID vaccine. Don't trans my kids. Those are fair rules. Yep. We uh, we we had to change up our pediatrician recently as well. And so we're kind of in a similar shopping mode. Um, so far I'm pleased at least there was not transgender pride propaganda in the lobby at this new one. So I'll call that a win for the moment. Philip has his yup. Matt and I once made love. He showed me his crown 
but it died halfway through and he got uh, a Charlie horse. Don't worry. His Lizzie got off in the end and left, left a load behind oh, for the so prince. I have to read that. That's... Okay. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. Once you started talking about the Kyle lip sync, my finger was anxiously hovering over the mute button. Uh, were you muting us or were you muting Kyle? You got to go thought see that it. we were going to play it. <laughs> oh, I see. No, I don't have it handy. Um, it's uh, I have a high tolerance and enjoyment for cringe. It's very cringe. I, I'm not trying to. I got to watch it. I'm not trying to put Kyle on blast, but it's a rough one. Ooga Booga Lou says, I understand everything about the classy young gentleman in the uh, in the car set. Allow me to. Oh, this was the video that was hard to translate. He says, allow me to translate where the white women at. <laughs> so, yeah, that was also uh, maybe Daryl Lamont Jenkins, most famous quote of all time, where the white women at. Yeah. And the answer is on my iPad. That's yeah, totally. Uh, Daniel Yeager, uh, the Memphis DA has taken Soros cash, according to Ann Coulter. I do trust hmm. Ann Coulter. The, the, the outgoing one or the new one? probably the new uh, one the outgoing one but the outgoing one i, I read was republican i don't know the i don't know one? her history i, know. I have no Maybe idea both Mattio, hey guys especially you matt don't you think you focus too much on government when corporate power is ironically the bigger right-wing threat info war steph molyneux red eyes nick fuentes were sent to gulags by corporate power corporate power is a huge problem huge problem uh i wouldn't necessarily say that it's not um but i would say that i'm more sympathetic to property rights than than coercive force Generally speaking, I know this, it's not impossible for a corporation to exert coercive force against you. We've seen. Generally, they have to join with government to do it, though, like in the case of the, the vaccine mandate. But it's, this is not me saying like, yeah, it's fine for Twitter to ban everyone. I don't want them to. I want mm-hmm. a society that values speech. And so we don't do this. Um, but if I had to pick whether I'm more concerned about government power or corporate power, I suppose I'm kind of concerned about the marriage between the two government. Yeah. But if I had, if I, if I had to pick, I'm probably more concerned about government power because at least with corporations, I can opt out. I know that's Mm -hmm. sometimes easier said than done if they control all the resources and you have to consume those resources. But if I have to pick, I'm, I'm more concerned with state power than business power at present. It's not that that couldn't change. I, I, I also, uh, I also wonder Maddie, if, um, I'm not saying there's no value in your distinction. They are different things, but currently they're so aligned yeah. that it's like they, they go hand in hand. And that's the real, that's the real problem. Chris Hank says January 6th defendant, Zach Rell will now have his military benefits cut off that go to his family while he languishes in jail, 18 months without bail. And he still refuse, refuses to plead guilty. I don't know the case, but. I'll have to look into it. I would not be shocked if uh, that's 100% correct that we're revoking military benefits to someone who served honorably because uh, because of January 6th shenanigans. Daniel Yeager says someone will make serious bank on another bum fight series reboot. That's right. Those were that's bum right. fights yeah. used to be uh, more of a feature okay. of the Internet. Yeah. You don't get those always anymore. like this. Brom 39 says can't wait to see more of this shit for Chan. Uh, Awesome. Seriously, it's funny. I, I assume maybe that's referring to the San Francisco show, too. Oh, I'll have okay. to refresh here. Let's see. Uh, uh, Daniel Yeager, did we read this one about the godless elite? Yeah, go for it. Uh, the godless elites worship at the altar of low wages and high margins. That's why they lobby for the border to remain open. That's true, too. I would say that's probably true, yeah. Gay dads bear. Queen's hit song, Another One Bites the Dust, just hit number one for the first time in 40 years. Is that because of... 
the queen's death. Yeah. Another one bites the dust dust by queen. (laughs) That's unfortunate. (laughs) All right. Margie, my church is bowing to diversity. No hope even for Utah. Oh, good Lord. What are we going to do, Margie? What are we going to do? Logan Orr, catching up because the... (laughs) No. No. Uh, Certain conspiracies kept him busy. All right. Das Pooch, blonde, shame on you for not knowing Enoch Powell. Don't let red eyes hear that. Um, Matt, we can't even see the strobe effect. It's only you. So quit crying and let her dim the lights. Um, I know of him. I'm just not I'm just not super familiar with him. Uh, that is my failing. My ignorance is is my greatest failing. I'm just trying to deliver you the highest quality product, Das Pooch. It's just really, Cut really me some struggling slime. here. It's like we're <laughs> looking into light is the most painful thing yeah, when you have a migraine. I, I get um, it. You're going to have to read some of these. Uh Phil says, what exactly is the normal person supposed to do? Every single law keeps us from defending our neighborhoods. We're told to be uh, grateful for the opportunity to have our wives and daughters raped and murdered by uh, criminals. Uh, Well, yeah, it it is very frustrating. That's why this is going to come to. It's exactly what we talked about. It's like you're you're supposed to watch all of this crime and then be told that you're implicitly suspicious for potentially wanting to defend your family. That might be a Mm -hmm. suspicious purchase. Um. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when the threat confronts you, you're going to have to you're going to have to take the actions that that situation demands. And I suppose face the repercussions and consequences that they choose to impose as a result of that. But I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do other than prepare for that worst case scenario and be prepared to confront it if it if and when it does come. Mm -hmm. Um, Individually, that's probably insufficient, though. We have to figure out how to cross this threshold that you talked about of how to organize in a way that doesn't get us all. Um, that doesn't get us all the gulag treatment, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Phil. M- uh, Maya Normus Butt. <laughs> love you guys. Well, thank you. And Thanks, all the best to your you butt. Too. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. Trav to the world says, Kamala, we took an oath to uphold the Constitution. Biden, no amendment is absolute. These people deserve no respect. Yeah. It's the same thing with the contradiction between Kareen and Joe Biden on the pharma stuff too. We, we got pharma under control. Also submit to everything pharma tells you to take. It's like, they're not even trying. That's why this does seem increasingly like a whole, it's just a, yeah. a whole bunch of bait every single day. It's bait. It's rage bait. And I get it. Um, I partake in that and I get enraged by it. Uh, so maybe I'm the fool. I don't know, but I just, it, it seems that they can't be serious. They have to be aware of these contradictions and the nonsense. And they're doing something intentional with it. Incompetent Hand says, I was uh, at work listening to the call-in show when Blonde rejected my Madeline Stowe idea. I yelled out, just take the compliment, you effing coos. What's coos? Is that a slur? C-O-O-Z-E. Vulgar slang, North American, a woman's genitals. It is coos. Coos. Thanks, Blonde. Trav to the world says, uh, did you guys see the dissent in Ohio versus Phil Potts? In Ohio, I don't know the case. No, uh, dissent said we can't consider legal history in interpreting the law because we don't know what the law would have been if women and non-whites had decided it. Multiverse is now law. Apparently, we're going to have counterfactual law. I mean, that's insanity. You thought we already had an invitation to invent things out of thin air with substantive due process and all the rest of it. What would the law have been if other people had been in charge of writing it at the time? That's a new one. Semper uh, Ad Meliora says, maybe I'm wrong on this, but we uh, don't we pay taxes into Medicare? Who then says pharma companies? Uh, who then pays pharma companies rather with our taxes and blonde? Don't worry about the light. I get migraines, too, and they suck. Feel better. Uh, yeah, we're 
we're just negotiating a theoretically lower price that you get yeah. forcibly extracted from your wallet and pumped into the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and that's owning the pharmaceutical companies, apparently. Sam Collingwood Smith says, talking about implementing the infrastructure to come after us, you should uh, give Joshua Moon a call. His website, The Kiwi Farms, was pretty much removed because reporter Taylor Lorenz found a useful idiot in Kethel's. Uh, you can uh, he can tell you what the future is. I have, Wait, Kiwi Farms got removed. I don't. The, the, Keffels is this transgender person. I'm probably even saying it wrong. I, I've only seen this story from afar on Twitter and I don't understand all the details. So uh, I'll have to look into the story. Thank you for the recommendation. If there's um something that I should look at, like an article or a video, that's a good explainer. Go ahead and email that to me. Thank you. Uh, Judge Lott says blonde. I love your interviews. Get Aaron McIntyre on. I think that would be a great one and you would enjoy his content. People keep telling me that. But people also were telling me to have academic agent on. So I sent him a $20 super chat asking for an interview. And his response was so tepid that I don't think I'm going to do it. Hmm. <laughs> Sam Shearer says there are ways to organize in the 21st Century Blonde. Communicate over Tor, transact in Monero, and take control of your privacy. That's true, I suppose. There are emerging technologies. Right. And if I want to be optimistic and not totally blackpilled about the gun, the gun thing... I mean, ideally, there whether or not the, the government officially recognizes a currency or not, there are always ways to trade things of value with each other. You, you can't yeah. really block that in any meaningful way. And also gun technology is not there's no putting that genie back in the bottle, that, so the to speak. Yeah, that's true. 3D printers are a thing. Buying parts are a thing. The, the technology to assemble these things is well known. And so the idea that they'll be as easily controlled, I think, is uh, is misguided. But the point remains that there are forces in play that want to intimidate you into the free exercise of your rights that you're perfectly entitled to. And that's, that sucks. But that, um, I heard it phrased, <laughs> God, I'm going to go full boomer and say that I actually appreciated a quote. Do I, do I want to say this? Think about it. The content of the quote I found value in the speaker of the quote, you're going to scoff at me and deservedly so. Cause I scoff at Was myself. It? It was freaking Dr. Oz on the radio said something that I actually found value in. This is not me praising Dr. Oz, but he said something like in the national anthem, there's a reason why the home of the brave is last. And that is because you don't get your freedom without being brave. And it was talking about standing up to to all of this, uh, to this tyranny. I get that's something of a platitude. It's very generic, but I thought that was interesting. It's like, yeah, you are entitled to your freedom. Those are your God given rights. But if you're not brave enough to stand up for them, you don't deserve it. Yeah. yeah, Or if you do, you're not going to achieve it. And there prior generations have paid the price for that in ways that we have no understanding of. Um, It's incumbent upon us to step up and and assume some of that bravery to make sure that freedom prevails as it should. Uh, Also vote Oz in Pennsylvania come November. It's our only way out of this. Uh, Anyway, I can't, I, I, I couldn't believe it myself. I thought, what? Because I think it was a Sean Hannity rerun on Saturday. We were driving around buying groceries. He's so insufferable. I can't believe I used to like him. He's always, no matter what they're talking (laughs) about, he talks about his jujitsu. I haven't heard that one. Oh, God, it's so annoying. He's such an insufferable boomer. I found value in a Sean Hannity interview of Dr. Oz. This is where I am. Are you listening to yourself? I know. I need to to reflect. Something's gone wrong. Mm. Knuckle Hunky Buck says 13% of actors... Pay, play over 50% of kind characters. <laughs> that is uh, the John, the John coffee 
ratio. The John Coffey hates statistics. Some rando says Medicare did a hilarious bug chaser video a while back. Some of these homos fetishized disease delivered through their back door. I wonder if the White House, the White House homo liaison. That's a good one. Is tailoring the message to deal with that subculture. Is that like a source of pride? Is that why they have HIV yeah, plus there's magazine? A bu- there's a bug chasing culture. I mean, I'm not going to stop gay people from acquiring AIDS. Why would I do that? Well, it has nothing to do with it. It's, uh, it's not an identity. It's just a virus. Yeah. yeah. Or is HIV is the virus, right? AIDS is just the... Although now, anyway. now I don't want gay people to get AIDS because it's just so expensive <laughs> to treat and they don't even die. Now I don't want people to get AIDS. How well, I mean, soft like, you've become. Give me like the gay population now, if they were getting the AIDS of the 80s, I'd be like rock on because you died in like six months. But now it just costs everybody a fortune and you live forever. These like, aren't even tough guy AIDS anymore. These are weak. Yeah. I almost said like Shaq, but it's not Shaq. Magic and it's Johnson. it's not the guy in the Green Mile. It's Magic Johnson. Yeah. Magic. Although the guy in the Green Mile is dead. I don't think he died of AIDS though. Are you sure? I, at least as far as I'm aware, it was not AIDS. <laughs> you know who he was married to? Amarosa. Amarosa. What? That guy was married to. Yeah. Maybe he did die of AIDS. Look it up. Maybe he got it from Amarosa. I don't know. Hmm. Robert Lockard says, please watch the uh, Life on Death Row episode of Amazing Stories. It's 25 minutes long and much better than The Green Mile. Patrick Swayze plays a dirtbag on death row who gains the ability to heal. Well, did was this story so plagiarized or what? It's the white Green Mile? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Injured Guardian says strategy, find a new or young small business and ask how much it would take to buy 2% of it. Go higher if practical. That's interesting. Just uh, make investment offers on the spot. That's uh, that's thinking. Like Xander it. says, I submitted uh, my email to be the movie chooser, but I'm actually nervous to get chosen because I'm scared my movies suck. <laughs> yeah, Troy. But since most of your ratings have been in the negative, I'm not too worried about it anymore. You know, one of the things we've been working behind the scenes and maybe I'll um, unveil it soon. Uh, I've had some help from a listener assembling all the data of the movie review. Oh, yeah. Audience ratings, your ratings, my ratings, IMDb ratings. And we both come in so far with a really a, almost a, an even average rating of like three, seven, three, eight. So I know it seems like there's a lot of negativity, but that's actually skewed slightly high. That's skewed towards positivity uh, on average. So I feel like I'm giving ones just left, right and sideways. I think you're, I'll have to go back and list. We are back and look, we did that breakdown when uh, we had the listener make the visual graphic. And I think I can't remember who had given the most ones. I thought maybe I gave more ones than you did. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. Anyway, uh, thank you, Xander. um, Nominate Tokyo Story. I've never seen it. I heard it's awesome. I don't know. Come on, guys. And fear not with your nominations. The hating the movies is part of the fun. You know, that's uh, really because that was three hours that I could have spent doing literally anything else. Three hours is a is a long time to hate. That is true. But when you have like Life of Brian, where it's in and out, and you hate the whole damn thing, that's great. I enjoyed that hateable experience. Uh, Papa Piker says uh, the central Cali meetup will be this October 8th in Fresno slash Clovis. California people check your emails this week for details. If you didn't get one and are interested, I'm under Ellis Fierro on the site context. Well, thank you, Papa Piker. And of course, uh, you can send me an email and I'll have that on record. And if anyone wants to email about email me about the upcoming central California meetup in uh, uh, Fresno or Clovis, I can connect you guys by email as well. Good luck with that. Uh, And send us a picture. If it happens a month from now, Kevin Flanagan's ghost says, let's take a moment of silence to remember the 3000 Americans who died when, 
nefarious forces decided New York City would be better off with three towers and convinced a bunch of <laughs> other nefarious forces to fly the planes. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay. The last, the least in the kingdom. Ignoring the miracle uh, is natural. I resurrected a bird once and everyone just said, oh, I guess it wasn't dead. Uh, now do you believe it or think I'm crazy? Well, if you could... If you had done it multiple times, as was the case here, and could do it more or less on command, and I said, well, hey, I, I have this person who has this affliction. Could yeah. you heal that person? And you said yes. You got to remember in this movie, it's it's several. It's it's Paul. It's the mouse. Um, it's the terminally ill woman. Isn't there another one that I'm... He, he also, of course, inserts the power into, into Percy, but I feel like I'm forgetting one. Anyway, and the other distinction, like, I, I don't doubt that you might have had an interesting experience with this bird. Did you have a witness, too? Because uh, John Coffey had witnesses. So it's what not else? just I heard a guy say this. It's I watched him do it. And I'm sort of keeping that to myself. John Coffey clearly fucked up and wasn't using his gift appropriately because he would have been so infamous in America that if he got caught holding two dead girls, it would just be obvious to everybody that he was trying to heal them. Yeah, I know John Coffey was supposed to be uh, like a, a, a not intelligent individual, but it also appears that he did not make any attempt at his own defense. And I suppose that's because he's a very kind, gentle man, but he, he had that defense available to him. I have a great alibi. I was trying to heal them. Don't believe me. Watch me heal this guy. Yeah. Be your okay. own attorney. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, Matt, it's not wise to try to put Kyle on blast. Three people tried. Three people failed. He put uh, them on blast. Yeah, that is, that is correct. Uh, I, I, I certainly wouldn't try it. John. Let's see. Oh, I, I accidentally Green refreshed Mile the wrong way. Yeah, carry on. Sorry. Properly depicts some issues during a great the Great Depression with the legal system. Also, if you guys had good taste in movies, the segment would be needed. Well, no, no. It's a <laughs> lack of skag seeing movies. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's kind of. That's why it's born is because I've seen essentially none. And so what does it have of, to do with either of our taste in movies? This truly has nothing to do with me. I have excellent taste in film. <laughs> well, and I, I know that John is being somewhat tongue in cheek, but I always, th this idea that there's like objectively good taste in movies. There is. Uh, I no, have it. So no, does my some. brother. I mean, oh, what, <laughs> I what, luck? what luck? What luck? What luck? Anyway, um, that's kind of the point though. Like uh, seriously speaking, even if there was such a thing, I don't think there is, but even if there was such a thing, it also would not be fun to watch these and write a review every week. Here's this week, uh, this week's again, five wiki or five star rating. Well, what's the point at that point? Uh, appreciation is part of it, but appreciation has to be earned. And appreciation is also relative to things that suck. And uh, I don't know if this movie sucked, but it had portions that just, sucked. Just sucked. So it was just the suckiest. Um, Matteo, full moon again, blonde dying from a migraine and Matt saying life's too long to go to heaven. Lol, blonde, you're right about the cringe magical brother in Green Mile, Matt. Um, Corp still gets the last word over government or corporations, bro. Uh, debatably. Maybe. I mean, you could make that argument. There's certainly a lot of influence purchased. Uh, I, I won't dispute that. Uh, yeah. But we also have a lot of leverage exercised over corporations, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, like, look what the FBI did with uh, with Facebook, for example. Now, 
I guess it's kind of a chicken or the egg too. Like is Facebook already inclined to do that censorship and the FBI just says, go for it. Great. Or are they afraid of the FBI's power? And so they submitted to it. Um, I, I really don't think this is a, like a, a case where it's cleanly one dominating over the other. I understand the points that you're making, but, uh, but at the end of the day, um, we have one of these that has, uh, an armed police force and an armed military. I suppose corporations kind of do maybe, maybe they have their own private security, but yeah. really one of them is wielding the gun right now. And if, and they kind of both are, cause they basically are on the same team. They both wield the gun together, but when it comes down to it, the government can still point the gun at the corporations. Maybe to Maddie's point, the, the corporations can point or withdraw the dollar that funds theory, the gun and disarm the them. The corporations way. could really get around that though. Um, Thunderstorm, Dusty Are the Faces is a YouTube series from the German side during World War II. P.S. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Jay Baker, take back your value because Dr. Oz didn't know it's only the end of the first stanza. Yeah, I suppose he wasn't, uh, if you, because, well, you're thinking the national anthem as, as sung at an event, right? But it does carry on if, if uh, that's what you're referencing. Um, or am I misunderstanding? Is my national anthem... Re- anyway, my first mistake is finding value in a Dr. Oz quote. My second mistake is not knowing the full length, but let me uh, let me look it up. Papa Piker Blonde, try the distributist. He's Catholic in the same vein as academic Asian, but without the Iranian spurginess. Fair warning, though, he'll say things your audience will hate but need to hear. Maybe I should get more familiar with his content. I have nothing against academic Asian. I really like him. I, th- I like his content. Um, but he mentioned twice that like he doesn't want to go or he's worried he had reservations about going on the channel because um of the people that i've hosted recently and i understand that people don't want to lose their youtube channels and everything like that but i also think it's a really important time for people to be um courageous and so his response was just a little bit too tepid for me to i need some enthusiasm Hmm. from the people i interview (laughs) well jay baker i have to restore decency and honor in the name of dr oz because there are indeed four stanzas but at the end of the last one in fact at the end of each and every one of them it's still or the land of the free and the home of the brave so Mm. dr oz's point stands i will defend him (laughs) all right we're Uh, good that's thank you jay uh yeah let me give a quick refresh and uh oh there's one more over on d live (laughs) Um, why are you praising Dr. Oz Lowell? Angel of Sorrow says, yeah, I don't have a good answer for that either. Other than I, uh, miraculously found value in what he was saying. John, it's like Dr. Oz had the John coffee power and he released the bugs and they just infected me. (laughs) (laughs) I was captivated by the charisma of Dr. Oz. That's how I know that, uh, it's a good time to get the hell out of here. Anything else before we call it? I'll be better next week. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you for your patience, everybody. Thank you for uh, your uh, your chats as well and for all of uh, all of your factual and joking contributions. That is appreciated. Uh, and if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. We appreciate you as well. Uh, if you're looking for more to listen to, if you can't get enough, you can find more on the podcast platforms of the show. They're linked in the description. And over on the website, podcast page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. Find everything there. Speaking of, you can find everything show related, whether you're looking to buy merch or you're looking to find the latest episode of the show or you're looking to rage comment on my movie review. Find it all 
at mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night and a great week.